0: What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Chronicles of Runeterra. I am Mike, and I'm Sean, and we are here to give you episode number nine, people.
1: Oh man, we did it. Ugh. Last one. So, H- how do you feel, man? Like, like after this, it's like, <laughs> I mean, I like, like, like uh, yeah. Do you have words to describe?
0: I mean, like, so as far as the the show itself, I mean, fuck it is just all kinds of intense right i mean i loved every second of it and i feel like whenever i was done, I'd, i i had to light a cigarette you know what I mean? yeah i don't i don't i don't even smoke at all yeah, and like, i was like fuck i, I went to 711 i had to get me a, yeah. a pack of cigarettes man <laughs> i got a <man>. pack <laughs> a pack of camels you know um, so. <laughs> yeah dude it was nuts it was it was literally just you know, it's not one of those shows that ends on a feel-good way, right? Well, like, but, you're not, like, but, jumping up for joy afterwards, but you just respect and, and love the story so much that you walk away with a similar similar feeling, I feel like.
1: Well, and that's the thing. It, it ended, it was, it stayed true to itself all the way through. Like, that was yeah, the thing that really impressed me. It didn't feel, it didn't, um, What's the, it didn't pander at all. Right? No. I mean, it was no. related. It had its own story to tell. It had yeah. its own story to tell. Yeah. And it's one of those where it's like, you know, and we've seen it all before where it's like, oh, it has to end this way in order to, you know, be fulfilling and stuff. And the mm-hmm. way they, they tidied this up, and we'll go into it later, but the way they tidy it up and, and just, you know, they, they conclude a, a couple character arcs, not all of them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's done in a way that is very what's the right word they they expect a certain maturity from the audience right like they're not they're not trying to you know hold hand or handhold at all right they are going this is what the story we have to tell and if you don't like it tough yeah you know deal with it deal with it yeah and i just i've got mad respect for it mad respect
0: so i agree I agree. Uh, they they knew what they were doing, and, and they knew that you know regardless of what anyone thinks that this was going to leave people with the feeling that they wanted, yeah, that they wanted, yeah, uh, and so that and that's what we got. And honestly, like you know, whether it's it's a, such a dramatic story, it's a, I mean, it's a tragedy, yeah. right? Um, but it just feels so good walking out of there, just knowing that there's so much more to come, and that it was. It was so epic, like, and I truly mean the definition of epic, right? Yeah. Like it was, it was crazy. So, yeah, I mean, it feels good to to be done because we've been, you know, every single night <laughs> we, <Yeah>. we've been <laughs> taking notes. I mean, these like it is not a normal watch. I mean, and keep in mind we're we're watching them through multiple times, and then one of the times we we take notes, and that time, at least on on my end, I don't know exactly about your note taking, but. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is like, you know, 40 minutes will turn into about an hour and a half to two hours of yeah. note-taking. So yeah. it, it's a fucking, it's a drain, but I love to do it. Because I would do it anyways, basically, right? Except mm-hmm. it would be mental notes instead of physical notes. So, yeah, um, well, yeah I, just, I fucking love it.
1: And I just kind of want to start this podcast off, right? Mm-hmm. Officially, Arcane is number one in English language series on Netflix this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, they've kept in the top ten in eighty-seven different countries, massive, yep. right? Uh, the other big news is that it um, it is now number twelve, right, on the mm-hmm. IMDb. Yeah, it might even
0: have moved up since then, but yeah, twelve yeah. as of like two days ago is the last time I checked.
1: Yeah, and man, like this series deserves it. I mean, I'm I'm now getting, and what's what's interesting, right, is. Because it released in a slow trickle, right? Mm-hmm. We weren't getting a lot of uh, the big movie reviews or TV show reviewers, right? On this, right. I just watched a review from um, John Campia. He's he's pretty big name on YouTube right now uh, when it comes to mm-hmm. TV shows, and uh, he he said blatantly, he's it, he, it's his favorite animated TV show. He's comparing it to the uh, Game of Thrones, like it's it's that level of like intrigue and um, fascination and world building. So, if you you know, if you're scared to like uh you know, evangelize it to your friends and family, don't be scared, right? This is the moment that they can, um it, actually,
0: this is the first thing that lives up to the hype, yeah, and this is something
1: yeah. that I would I would encourage people to use this as a a, a a medium to get them to take animation seriously in an adult fashion, right? This isn't Pixar, This isn't DreamWorks. This is something its that yeah. that people are gonna walk away going like, Oh, okay, this was made for adults like and I need time to process this, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean it's 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 really phenomenal and I'm just I'm so excited. I'm I'm kind of just <laughs> over the moon yeah. right now I mean, um I, no also just to it. add to yeah. the
0: list of credentials for it i mean it, it's also for basically every single major movie publication movie or show publication it's got a 9.5 to 100 percent yeah you know on everything so insane insane yeah, it, it is there's literally just no excuse to watch this thing tell uh, it to everyone
1: i can't you tell you how many times i've heard the word masterpiece referred to this yeah, for um real and I, I, I'm in total agreement with them. Uh, this is something that, I mean, I'm, I'm a little more geeky about it because it's totally up my alley as far as my the aesthetic that I love and the style. Um, so yeah, And with so, an IP we've
0: cared about for oh, over yeah. a decade.
1: I so. mean, and, and, and Mike knows this, like Zone has always been my my favorite region in yeah. Runeterra. So the fact that that's the first thing we get out of Runeterra, and not to mention Everything in Runeterra is just fascinating and exciting and and just Mm -hmm. unique. Like you're in for a treat as as time goes on. So prepare yourselves. Okay.
0: Hopefully, Um, hopefully my Sharima and Bilgewater uh, show will come soon. Dude, Targon,
1: Targon and and Ionia like alone could carry themselves. Like it's. I mean, I
0: I for sure want them, but but my favorite region for sure, Sharima or Bilgewater. It's a toss up on which one, but man, those series. Woof. Uh, Can't wait. I'm telling you. it's a good time to just really quickly mention, we know this is the last episode, right? Yeah. And you guys are probably well, wondering what we're going to do. And just,
1: we're, well, real quick, real quick, real quick. So yeah, yeah. I don't want to necessarily say this is the last episode, right? Um, we are going to well, I was actually problem. about to
0: correct them saying, actually, oh. it's not oh. the last episode. <laughs> okay, so, fine,
1: fine. I, I won't interrupt. Okay, continue. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> I was just
0: going to say... So, I mean, it it sounds like it, but for multiple reasons, it's not. One might easily think that it is, but it is not. So, Mm -hmm. here's why. First of all, we have multiple things that we want to talk about afterwards as far as, you know, just kind of a a general series wrap-up as far as, or season wrap-up, rather. We want to talk about some, uh, have a whole episode dedicated to speculation on what's going to be happening next, who we'd like to see, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. We want to try to get people from um, the... The show, the creators, we want to try to get some interviews with them because we've had some interviews with some writers before and it's been great. So we really are going to be reaching out and try to get some some people into that. And for if you guys want to see that, too, by all means, like and this sounds like really, you know, like pandery, but like it it really is an important factor in getting those people to do it like. Subscribe to the show, leave the five star reviews, and join up the Twitter. That's literally yeah. like it's all you got to do. It's all free. You know, it really helps out with stuff like that for giving validation um, to the show and justification for them to come on it. Mm-hmm. So I really want to. I really want to interview someone from the animation. Studio. Oh like, man! If if
1: I could, I gotta uh, get it. <laughs> one of them on there, dude. Like <laughs> exactly. I. You know. You know who I want? I want the. Uh, the supposed uh, the uh, the drunk guy, right? Um, mm. or the guy that, it, mm. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, apparently, so the guy that's, that's in one. The world. Yeah. yeah, that's in the world. One of the, the one of the founders of Fortiche. Like, if we can get them on an interview, oh man, I would just, yeah. I wouldn't even, I, I wouldn't have like questions prepared. I'd just be like geeking out over it the entire time. But uh,
0: our ultimate goal is to our ultimate selfish goal is to eventually make this thing so big that we can put ourselves into the, into the show at some exactly. point. Exactly. They're like, oh,
1: yeah, we're going to use you to as someone that dies. That dies, in, that dies in, like, three seconds. i like, yeah. yes, please, just give it to me. <laughs> um, but Paste uh, my face over
0: the kid that died yeah. <laughs> in the episode or something. <laughs> um, but, no, like, for, for real, like, we are we planning on doing all that kind of stuff. And on top of that, you know, please do remember to subscribe because, um, you know, although – We are going to be releasing an episode every single week, especially whenever we start getting. They've already confirmed more shows are coming out, more another season of this is already confirmed, and they're going to be going into live action movies, they said. So these are all things that we're going to be talking about with, you know, this breakdown style um, when all of them come out. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, we can't wait to really get into it. And since this one, like now we kind of know what we're looking at, we can be prepared even more than what we are now. To know what kind of things we can do to really dive in as far as lore, especially tying it to the lore, especially. And um, yeah, it's going to be just a lot of fun. So definitely do all those things. I know it sounds super pandery, but, you know, it it is what it is. It means, you know, it's just really fun for us to do the podcast alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. we just talked about the shit for hours anyway. So
1: yeah, I was literally on a call with Mike earlier today talking about it. And I'm I just talking like, about what
0: we were going to be talking about. Yeah. I was like, pot. I couldn't help like, it. I was like, I have to spoiling talk. Spoiling it for this. ourselves. <laughs> yeah. So we had to go like, to the phone and be like, dude, dude, save it for the pot. Save it for the pot. <laughs> I'm so. like, I can't. I have to talk to you now. Like, <laughs> so anyways, guys, uh, no, this has been a, a long, this is, uh, it's an epilogue basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to be going ahead and, and getting into the, into the actual show Now, um, you know, make sure to leave the five star reviews and uh, all that kind of stuff. I've already mentioned the rest. So just, you know, do that. C.O.R. underscore pod uh, for the Twitter at C.O.R. underscore pod. And yeah, let's go ahead and hop right in. So episode nine, let's start off with Kid is Dead. (laughs) And we got the scene of the of the child lying on the floor, his eyes open. Jace closes his eyes looking incredibly emotionally distraught and guilty. Yeah. Um. Let's, r- right off the bat, what's your feelings going into this? Because it was an abrupt ending, and this is where we pick back up on one of the, like, worst things that can ever happen to anyone, I feel like, right?
1: Yeah. No, No. I, I think um, Jace is feeling, like, the impact of, of war and how... Like, they're just there's no what's the word? There's no clean way to do it, right? It's always messy. Um, there is always going to be collateral damage, and that's something that uh Vi makes a point to say, right? Where she's just like, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, this is one kid that died. Like, there's hundreds of kids that are dying every day, like, here mm-hmm.
0: and on, and actually. Let me, I just, I just thought of this. Actually, I probably should do it since I took the notes for it anyways. Oh, okay. Let me just read off because I loved this scene so much. You are doing the correct thing by trying to summarize it. Okay. <laughs> I'm about to do the wrong thing by not summarizing it. All right. All right. Okay? Go ahead. Go so, ahead, <laughs> <laughs> so after Jace closes the eyes and he, you know, he stands up and he says, you know, we're done. And Vi says that they haven't even scratched the surface. And Jace is emotionally angry at this point, and he says, do you not understand? I'm a part of this now. The next parents who will get a message that their kid isn't coming home, and then he, he pauses for a second, he says, I don't even know where to take it. Like, just a, a revelation. Like, I don't even know what to do with something like that. I'm so disconnected mm-hmm. from this world and this type of environment that I don't even know what the next step is to even send the yeah. note. And... Uh, then he realizes he's like, oh, fuck, what do we even do with the bodies? Like, do we just leave him here? And Vi gets angry with him. And, and and she says, you know, you've always been a part of it. You just never had to look it in the eye. Ugh. 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, dude. What do you think about that? I'll go into, like, the rest of it, because it's just a badass scene. But so far, right there, like, what do you think?
1: Well, it, that's the thing, is, like this this show is really um taking an approach of like like you can try to to you know distance yourself from this Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day like you're in this system you're you're a part of this society like you've profited off of the um you know the the ability to look past this type of stuff Mm -hmm. right um and it's just it's one of those things where it's it's interesting to see like someone from Vi who's, who's from the Undercity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, literally doesn't have a, a penny to her name, right? right? She she just was bailed out of prison a couple of days ago, um, and you have uh, Jace who's you know uh, profited greatly off of Hextech um, technology, right? Yeah, um, and the the people and- of the
0: Undercity in in peril basically.
1: Yeah, um, well, and keep in mind like these people are in the mines, yeah. right? Like they the the, the minds that that Piltover needs to to build their machines, right? Yeah. To to be able to get the they resources to build their machines. They produce for Piltover. Yeah. Yeah. Um and it's one of those where it, it's it's just fascinating to see someone in such a position of power being brought down to reality. Um, in such a
0: jarring way. The most jarring yeah. way
1: in fact. Yeah. So, I mean, those are those are my thoughts yeah. on, on the initial well, conversation.
0: Uh, so she continues, because this is where things are about to take a turn, right after this next line, which I actually should have uh, mm-hmm. added to the last part. But she says, one dead kid is nothing compared to the mounds of them because of Silco and other people like you, which is referring to Jace, who buried their mm-hmm. heads in the sand, right? Which you, you made a mention to that line before. And, you yeah. know, that just goes... Credence back to what you were saying just a second ago. And then she says, this is whenever things start to turn. She, he he then says, um, reinforces, it's over. And she says, it's not for me. And then they both kind of take a standoff, right? They take that stance. And you're like, oh, mm. shit. At that moment, I was like, oh, fuck. I literally said my hands up in the air and was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Because <laughs> uh. then the first thing comes out of his mouth after he sees her take that position, that like strong stance is, is he says, um, take them off, and Jen she, she says, "Make me," and then I was like, <sighs> grabbing my head, and I was like, "Oh God, oh God, what's about to happen?" <laughs> yeah, and you you hear her
1: gauntlets like steam. Exactly. You know? Oh, and the animation for it's uh, beautiful too, right? Oh yeah, and then then the um, enforcers like they're they've got their notepads and stuff like taking down evidence, and they
0: look they over. They all look like, over. Oh, shit! <laughs> like oh, what's going on? <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, he. Um, ignores the hammer and says or I'm sorry he takes the hammer and he puts it on the ground and he says I can't let you leave with that and then she says then I guess you'll have to kill another trencher and readies up her gun wow fuck what what a
1: way to cut to the core (laughs) man Jesus
0: Christ dude just blows my mind and that's the thing is that she she is right like i mean she yeah i know we we both agree on this but yeah it's just like she is right and she is having to bring it to this level to get him to see it because what he's doing right now is he's he's backing down because he can't take it right yeah and that's not what the city needs you know she knows what needs to be done she's lived in the shit and she's ready to do the shit um, mm. she's the Batman, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's like, Get a hold of yourself, exactly. Like, you know. <laughs> She'll, she's willing to be the Dark Knight, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but so whenever she says that, you know, they still kind of stand off for a second, and then Jace kind of goes silent and he starts to walk off and he says, You won't make it alone, and yeah. uh, you know, he he that kind of ends their little standoff session. Point, I mean, good thing to note here, Vi officially got them gauntlets. For, <laughs> right? no, I'm telling you. Nathan, I'm People are like, going to be catching them hands from now on. <laughs> um, well,
1: and it's one of those things where, like, I I have mad respect for Riot because in a typical situation, the, the showrunners want to deliver on that type of conflict, mm-hmm. right? They're like, oh, there's just another point to to you know uh create a spectacle right right and with riot they're just like no let's not you know jace is gonna just kind of he's gonna back down on this this point right you know, because at the end of the day he doesn't want to kill another trencher e- exactly you know? um so yeah i just i love how they're so what's the word like they're so committed like dedicated yeah to these characters and where they are in their arcs that I'm just, I'm not worried at all, which is weird. Like, it's so weird. (laughs) Well, they're just, they're very
0: unapologetic at a time where it's popular to be apologetic. You know what I mean?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's popular to kind of look past that and go, well, we can, we can have Jason Weiss, you know, face off and that'll, create like a lot of a lot of yeah. buzz and it'll be really exciting and it's like they're like no like that's that's you know that conflict just isn't yeah I'll d- it, it isn't natural I'll- you know like and and jace doesn't want in and, and you know Vi, uh, you know sending that line to him right like guess we'll just have to kill another trencher mm-hmm. makes jace genuinely reconsider and go okay like yeah i don't want to kill another trencher yeah
0: so i mean yeah just they they are refusing to compromise their character, the integrity yeah. of their characters, which I love. Um But yeah, all right. So after that, just real quick, um, she looks at the kid. You know, now Jace has already gone at this point. She looks down at the kid and she's just disgusted. Not not at the kid being dead, but because Silco created this situation, right? She's yeah. mad. And she goes over to the shimmer tank and she punches it. Um, and then from there we... Well, one thing I want to point okay. out
1: is above the shimmer tank, and I don't know if you noticed oh. this, but above above the shimmer tank mm-hmm. there's like this pulsing like weird like almost like like living thing above it mm-hmm. um it's totally amorphous like you can't really tell what it is but it's actually not after what she I, punches,
0: I was thinking you were going to say but i didn't notice that
1: yeah lo- look back at it and it's really i'm just like oh that's interesting mm. um And then when she punches the tank and we, you know, we go to like a later scene, that same organism is now dead. Interesting. So I just want to put that out there. I'm not going to I don't want to speculate too much right now. Uh, We can speculate later in our final. We will be
0: speculating about that because I I know exactly where Sean's mind just went to because it's something. (laughs) earlier.
1: But I just wanted to point that. uh, Yeah. In case anyone didn't. Yeah. it's It's a
0: very it's a very important thing also, by the way. So we'll we'll talk about it. Um, yeah. But anyway, so next scene we get, uh, Savica and Silco are looking at the aftermath of what just happened in, in that room, right? Yeah. Um, and Savica says that it's been a while since Topside was that bold. And that makes Silco say, well, say what you will, but Marcus, he had his uses. You know, referring to the fact that, yeah, they're doing this shit now because Marcus isn't on our side to stop them, you know, to deter every action. Yeah. And... Um, Savika has never been a fan of Jinx. She was quick to throw Jinx under the bus, and uh, Silco, of course, defended her, Um, just saying, like, you know, we'll we'll get another Marcus. It doesn't matter that that she killed him, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But then you find out that the son, or that the the boy that was killed was actually the son of one of the chem barons, the one with the, um, like, green piped kind of nose mask, right?
1: And just to point out, her name is Rennie. Oh, thank um, you. I th- I think she's gonna be a little bit of a bigger player in the next season. I think she's um, always gonna
0: be a lackey at best, but I do think we'll see her again.
1: Well let's let's just say, mm-hmm. okay, and this is what you're here for, right? Yeah. So uh the just a little fun fact we didn't touch on in the previous episode, which I'm kicking myself. Um those um super soldiers, mm-hmm. right? The the Chemical superciders. Yeah, those are actually uh, what's called turbo chem tanks. Okay, mm-hmm. um, it's actually an item in League of Legends uh, that they fully realized in the show, mm-hmm. right? Um, and in the Council archives, there's hints at uh, Rennie having her own special turbo chem tank. Um, so I just wanted to uh, make sure people are aware of that. Mm. So interesting, yeah.
0: Man, what a hell!
1: So that's why I, I, I think she may have a little, little um, more input, I should
0: say, in the next season. Yeah. So and my in-laws chose a hell of a time to come into town because I missed all of that on League of Legends. <laughs> so fucking great! That's fantastic. Yeah. No, I'm literally I'm uh, headfirst into all this yeah. stuff. So yeah. Um. So yeah. So all right. That that is definitely important to note. That's for sure. So Remy is her name. We know that. Rennie.
1: Renny, R E N N Y. Renny,
0: okay. Yeah. Literally marking that down real quick. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she's upset that her kid died, obviously. And she said it's all basically mm-hmm. Jinx's fault because she went out of control and ended up, you know, creating this cascade of effects, right? And um, Soko says that, you know, at least he sacrificed himself for the cause, unlike people who die over petty personal squabbles. And like they so often do they, down here. exactly you know. referring to what has been happening to them recently, the Ken Barons. Um, and then you see Finn in the background, of course, playing with his lighter, right? Um, mm-hmm. and he's just staring at Savika in silence with this kind of expression on his face that's like, I told you. And you know, Savika has an expression of, of her face like, you know, I know, but I just don't want to admit it, you know what I mean? Like, she's she's silent, they're both silent in that moment, but. That conversation is basically happening with their expressions. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, it's important to note for the future here. So, do you have anything else to say about the scene or should we move on?
1: Let's go ahead okay, and move on. because we have some on.
0: big scenes to dissect in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So, the next thing that we get is, speaking of big scenes, um, Victor's staring down at the glasses of Sky, and he's crying. Um, mm-hmm. And he's having these PTSD flashbacks of her face in in the glasses. Um. He picks up her notebook, he saw that on the ground, and it's filled with words of adoration for him, and going on saying that, you know, he's um, inspired her by watching him working tirelessly to make the world a better place, for her to try to do the same. And uh, you see mm-hmm. research relating to, like, you know, organic matter, uh, trying to fix the, um, the issue relating to the plants um, that kept dying, right, uh, for the score. And meanwhile, mm-hmm. the whole time you see the hex core in the background, kind of like as that's happening, right? It's kind of like almost taunting him, right? And, and you also notice that it's looking even more organic than it did before. Like it's almost encapsulated by like a flesh.
1: Well, and, and things to the thing to, to mm-hmm. point to is it's like all the runes that were on mm-hmm. it are completely like you can't see it, they're completely covered up by this by the, fleshy, the fleshy
0: matter, yeah matter yeah. um so yeah it it's definitely so like you're getting this relationship of as jace keeps i'm sorry as uh, victor keeps using it more becoming kind of more machine we have on the other end this thing kind of becoming more organic and so it's an interesting relationship i don't exactly know if that is connected but it's too convenient of a parallel to, to not make right yeah um But yeah, so like I said, it's kind of taunting him from the background, and and Victor notices this, and and you can tell he is just in a whirlwind of emotions right now, you know, guilt and regret being the biggest two, and um, Victor picks up the chair, and he is going to, it looks like he's going to destroy the hex core. He lifts it above his head, he's leaning in closer, but... And, and during this time, he can't, he, he can't, bring, himself he can't bring himself to do, to do it. it. But yeah. during that time, as he was getting closer and closer and it was above his head, um, the hex score itself starts reacting more violently. Like it starts to move very quickly. It's rotating more. It's vibrating and it's creating these little, like, you know, puffs of, of magic around it. Like it's definitely reacting to the situation. And, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, last second, he can't do it. And he puts the chair down and he starts to walk away. And as he does the hex core starts to move and, and shimmy again. And then you see um, the his leg, like a line kind of glow up his leg, up his body, and then it kind of exits out his eyes and his ears. Um, and then he falls on the ground and it, it looks like the leg kind of short circuits, right? And yeah. it, then it goes dark, which usually the leg is kind of glowing. So that just kind of told you like, <laughs> pretty sure this hex core just got mad at him and yeah. took away the uh, ability that it gave him for him to walk, basically, with his new leg. Um, what do you think about that scene? Because that was that was literally the entire scene before we go into the next one. So what, what do you uh,
1: think? Of it? Su- super freaky. Um, <laughs> I have some theories as to what the hex core actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I should say just one theory, um, but. Uh, i I, I kind of want to save that for the the final um, final thoughts episode., um, but at the end of the day, the thing to take away is that the Hex core clearly has its own um, priorities mm-hmm. and agenda, and it expressed itself in that moment. Yes. Um, so I do not want people to underestimate exactly what's happening here. Um, it's not as simple like, oh, you made it mad. And it zapped you. It's like no, it's just as much a part of Victor as Victor is a part of it. Yeah. And this thing has its own, um you know, it, 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 in a way, it's, it's almost
0: its own sentient, motivation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> let me just say. Let me just say this because I don't want to. I, I totally understand why because it's a big conversation that opens up whenever yeah. you say what it is, right? But I do want to just quickly say it that way if anyone does want to do their own research or, or doesn't want to listen. I don't want to be like the guy that's like, "You got to come back and listen to the next episode to find out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, let's yeah. just quickly say like uh, you and I are both on the same page on this. We think that it might be related to the void, which is kind of the um, ultimate antagonist to the rune terror world. Um, it yeah. is a kind of corrupting force and it is incredibly dangerous and sentient. Um, you see it in other parts of the world. I'm not going to go into like the big thing about it because there's literally like massive amounts of stories that have to do with this, and I can mm-hmm. go. We could both go in it for like fucking days. So we're not going to do that here. But we yeah, think that it's yeah. definitely related to Shimmer, and whenever you know the Shimmer reacted to the Hex Core um, after uh, Victor injected it, we definitely think there's some kind of connection there. So if you want to hear more about that and a deeper explanation for it. Whenever we do our wrap up or like our, you know, final wrap up theory episode after after this episode, you can mm-hmm. definitely come back and listen to him more about that because we're going to be going on it for a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's the super, super, super abridged version of that. Um, but yeah, anything else to say about that before we move on?
1: No, nope. no, nope. okay. that's it.
0: Um, all right. So next thing we have is, oh boy, anything with Mama Medarda oh, is, is, I'm tired. Type. I'm telling you, dude, like, all right. So we got Mama Medarda. She's getting her foot rubbed by the pretty boy prostitute again. She's obviously yep. a fan yep. of the local cuisine because she kept eating the local cuisine, right? <laughs> hey, <yo. laughs> um, but anyway, so Mama Medarda says, uh, Noxine wine is bolder by comparison. The grapes are hardened by the climate, but then so is everything that manages to survive in Noxus. So true about Noxus culture, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Um, once again, we will go into Noxus more on the uh, the next episode. But um, yeah, very strong statement there. It says a lot about the Noxus culture that I don't even really need to explain because it's literally right there in that statement. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, anyway, so then we have Mel storming in. And she knocks the wine out of Mama Medarda's hand and orders the boy to leave. Right. And I love, I yep. love this thing. He looks at Mama Medarda. The boy looks at Mama Medarda for approval of if he should leave or not. I love, yeah, I love, she that. just kind of waves him over exactly. there. Right. Like, oh,
1: like, Oh, and I loved how, like, um, Her uh, right-hand man, like, he, like, laughs, too. He gives a little (laughs) chuckle. Yeah. (laughs) A little chuckle. (laughs) Absolutely, Um, dude. Um, I almost put
0: that in, but it was so small. I was like, maybe I'll remember it. Maybe I won't. But, yeah, I I do do remember that part. It was funny. Um, Yeah. But anyway, so. Okay, so real quick, real quick,
1: just because this is in the moment. My buddy is, uh, I'm getting him into Arcane, Mm -hmm. and he just texted me. He said, "I'm excited, dude. Yeah, Vi and Savika was dope. Mel's mom. Period. Lol. The fuck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so I just, I. <laughs> wait, what? What is he saying?" She was hot in a weird way.
0: That's yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a- <adds up. laughs> Absolutely. I think, so. uh, I don't know if anyone here is a TikToker. I'm ashamed to be one too, but I am. Um, but uh, I, oh, I, I have no shame anymore. I get so that. I'm, like I'm fully entrenched. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, I get that, that, um, that music line, the, am I into this? No. Am I into this? No. <laughs> Am I into this? <laughs> no. <laughs> but anyways, all right. So um, continuing on. Um, so yeah, after yeah. He, he looks for uh, approval there, she she does kind of shoo him away, say whatever. And um, that's whenever Mel angrily says, stay away from Jace. Oh, she's pissed, oh, yeah. man. Don't, she's super pissed. Don't come yeah. up at her man like that, right? That's right. <laughs> Damn right. So. And then Mama Medard even, even said, she's like, oh, you're really fond of him, aren't you? And um, she said, "Better yet, why don't you go back to your ship and out of my city?" And yep. she says, "Get a hold of yourself. I taught you better than that." And gulps. She like fucking takes this crustacean, rips it in and just half, rips <laughs> it in giant half Giant it like, rips it out. And starts fucking drinking out the juices from the middle of it. Oh, I'm telling ah, you, dude. Damn. Like,
1: like <laughs> Ambessa is just like she just owns every scene she that really she does. In. Dude. It's really amazing. Yeah. Like. I, this character that that they've created, and she's literally only been in two episodes, mm-hmm. literally is stealing the show from Mel, who was stealing the show from everyone else. Exactly, yeah. So it's, it's just blowing my mind. Like, it it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you can't think that they can get any better. And then they do, and you're like, okay, guys, like, chill out. All right. Yeah. Like, this is, you know, I can only handle so much, but man, it's just. She's awesome. Yeah,
0: and I think that, you know, what you said is exactly what they wanted. I don't think it was just a happy accident that this character was, like, such a hit that it actually ended up taking away from the other character that was the surprise hit. I think it's like they literally wanted her to kind of steal the thunder from her because that's what she is. She is the indomitable force and the mother of the thing that we love, right? So, yeah, yeah, so she orders the guards to leave uh, after that, right? And. Mm -hmm. Um, She tells Mel that, that she's in trouble. She kind of like sets the tone and, and just kind of like, look, I'm going to clear the air with you. You're in trouble. Um, the man who killed, you know, her brother, uh, I'm sorry, Mel's brother, her son, doesn't believe the score is settled yet. And he says, and, and his resources exceed ours and that she needs the hex tech in order to win. So that was her yeah. just leveling with her. Like, this is what the scenario is now. Whether that is the actual situation or not, we don't know because, you know, as we said, ma- manipulator, tactician, like whatever you want to call it, she's she can easily work the room here, right? Yeah. So, and, and Mel knows that too. That's why she is taking everything that she says with a grain of salt and mulling it over. Like, you know, you're having like those, you know, math equations flying through her head on equating on if this is accurate <laughs> mm-hmm. or not, right? Um, yeah. And then uh, Mel says that Piltover isn't her testing ground and, you know, she can't even believe that she would start a war just to cover her own ass, that her mom would start a war just to cover her own ass. And that's whenever her mom says um, she would do anything um to protect her family oh
1: it, she said i would set the world ablaze to protect our family." <laughs> sorry you're right i like, you
0: should have said it just like how she said <laughs> oh i'm telling you like get it right buddy <laughs> sorry okay, i'm not like... a fucking poet Sean. <laughs> 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 but no uh, you're right like it, it is a, it's a powerful statement that's for sure one one that only like i would well, only and, believe and totally from her right
1: exactly i was about to say totally believable coming exactly from, if uh, i say it, you're Mom like and yeah and this daughter, guy like, can't do shit uh yeah, <laughs> so then, but hearing it from her i'm just like oh she she would literally like <laughs> well, torch everything exactly torch, scorch short approach <laughs> yeah so um
0: but yeah but um that's whenever she says you know she wants to protect the city from people like her like you know that's what mel says um mm. And Mel says that she hasn't been her family since she was cast out. And this is when you see a a little bit of a shift in the emotion of the room because Mel, you can tell, is actually still kind of hurt by that situation.
1: Oh, not kind of, like, super hurt. She's but,
0: just a little uh, bit, you know, bothered by it. No big deal. Exiled by I her mean, family. I'm, Whatevs. I'm
1: just, yeah. You know? Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: I'm sure it bothers her a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like, every once know? in a while she you catches <laughs> something, and
0: like, why Why did, like, mom exile me from my entire Exiled family and everyone <laughs> I love? Cast me out. Like, yeah, <laughs> crazy. Um,
1: I'm not... <laughs> invited to thanksgiving anymore <laughs> exactly. so that's a little harsh um, uh but yeah
0: yeah so so obviously she she is hurt she's affected by this and she asks why very honestly asks why and uh, her mother answers back um in a kind of emotional well, th- th- go ahead
1: and that's the thing is you you see both these women that are just like forces of nature like break down yeah, break right like yeah. because well, and I think it's completely natural because mm-hmm. it's it, when you have these two forces collide, like they're going to get to the, the core of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is that moment. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I'll, I'll let you yeah. uh, pick up. Right I mean, there. and so, well,
0: just to your point, like, yeah, no matter how hard you are on the outside, everyone has a as a center. Right. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it takes blows to get to these two people to do it. But, you know, just as you said, it's it's going to come out and that's what's happening yeah. now. And. Um, you know, she says Mel, uh, she tells to Mel that she weakened her because she couldn't look Mel in the eyes uh, after she had to make a decision to protect the family. Um, yeah. And so that that did it feel like to me it resonated with Mel a little bit because I think that she's realizing she's having to deal with situations that, you know, she might not have prepared for herself now. Yeah. So I, th- I yeah. think that she is kind of getting that as well. Now, I just want to throw this out here. I do think that that statement was real from um, Mama Medarda. But once again, I don't know. So I don't know if she's playing an angle here and just really fucking good at it. But I do personally think that it was like an honest break in that moment.
1: Same, I agree. Yeah. It it felt honest and true. So um, yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you on that. Um,
0: one, but after sure. that, so she says, um, just following up, same kind of tone as before. You know, let the war unfold. Come home to my side. It's where you belong. Oh.
1: and that that whole shot where she, when she says that, it, you just you know this is this is just art. Yeah, in the making well they and it. Oh, I was just going to say they capture.
0: I? I don't know if you were actually going to go into the image behind them whenever they did that. Well, yeah, okay. of, of right, course. You can go ahead. Then. Yeah, go
1: yeah. Ambessa uh, has her hand on Mel's shoulder yeah. and it it cuts to uh, that mural that Mel made earlier in the show and uh, in front of Noxus. And man, talk about a powerful, like, just shot, yeah, dude. dude. Like, Perfect imagery. God damn. Perfect imagery. So good. Um. um <laughs> damn it, it <laughs> honestly at looked at it right like now. it <laughs> so honestly good.
0: looked like they were posing for a picture you know what i mean like it, oh
1: it will it's one of those like i and i can't tell you enough like this show has so many moments where you're just like, I could screenshot this and leave it as my background for for my computer. You I've know, actually seen like,
0: tons of people already do that on Reddit. Oh, I, I know. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I'm
1: subscribed to it. Okay. I've I've I've, uh, I've added that folder to my my Google there Drive go. of all the different shots that they're adding, and this was one of them. And it's just so powerful to see her in front of the Immortal Bastion, mm-hmm. like with Mel's or with her hand on Mel's shoulder. Like, ugh, it's just so good. Yeah, I agree. So I
0: agree. <laughs> All right, well, is there anything else to say there so far? I've got nothing else. Okay, you I'm know. I'm good there yeah. too. Um we have still I think three really big scenes to go through soon. So Yeah. Um but next we get Victor at the fishers, a spot um at the fishers like above of the fishers um in that kind of pipe, right? Um mm-hmm. and he's spreading the ashes of Sky. And I love this moment because a this is where it all began with with them, and and him to a larger extent, right? That's where he met Sinch and everything like that. But we literally saw the flashback where we saw Sky in the Fishers watching Victor play alone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I love what he said in that moment because he says like very honestly, he's very hurt, he's incredibly you know upset emotionally, and he says, um, "I'm sorry, I I don't know." where you would have preferred it to spread the ashes like you can see just like this regret in his eyes that he never even took the time to realize that this person cared about him so much Mm -hmm. and he was literally her undoing (laughs) yeah and yeah then we have a very triggering moment
1: yeah so um you know he looks at that ledge and um very you know kind of similar to episode two with uh, Jace. He, he approaches the ledge uh, contemplating ending it, mm-hmm. right? And, um, you know, in uh, just, you know, really poetic fashion, Jace shows up and he says, am I interrupting, right? Right. Uh, you know, re- obviously referring back to years before whenever Victor um, stopped him from making that decision. Yeah, with, so with it's that just, same it's line, a, yeah. With that same line. It, it's just, I mean, it the show just never ceases to amaze me yeah
0: and (laughs) Um, I I do like how they in both times you know and and people might say that they might not like it because they didn't directly address the issue or whatnot but I I personally liked the fact that they they never felt the need to bring it up because neither of them directly talked about it in either circumstance right Mm -hmm. afterwards they just kind of talked to them about like life basically and
1: well, and, and that's the thing, too, right? Like, and I don't mean to get all, like, you know, uh, sentimental, right, on this mm-hmm. pod, but the way that, and, and you can disagree with this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't mind at all, but, like, the way that, that typically guys will confront this is, like, to treat it as if it never happened. Yeah. Because, in a way, they they don't want them to even think that this ever happened, right? They want them to move on and to... To understand that they're here for them, and that you know this isn't going to be some sort of um, thorn in the side that we need to revisit at any point. Yeah, something that the defines the day,
0: them from now on, right? They yeah. Don't want at the end, the end
1: of that. the day, like they, they've they've said, well, you know, that was a, a thing that a mistake that you were going to make, and you know, you've moved on from it, right? right. Um, because. Um, I trust you to 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 be here with me, right so you don't have to to agree with that per se, but um I totally whenever this happens like in it's like you said they they kind of ignore this moment mm-hmm. moving forward um, it, it comes across as as completely organic and natural same so, same yeah yeah
0: um and it so that was obviously a, a very, very important moment and um you know that just kind of as what we were saying they start reminiscing almost immediately about the, the good old days and how everything yeah. made sense and how it is so complicated now. But, um, you know, that's that's basically life, and they need to figure out what to do to fix it. And um, Victor says to Jace, he says, look, you, you have to destroy the hex score because I can't. And Jay says, he's like, but what about your illness? And Victor says, look, you just have to promise me that you're going to do it. And... Um, that's whenever Victor says I, I, I love this part he says that they've lost themselves uh, lost their dream in the pursuit of great mm-hmm. they failed to do good they have to make oh. it right and then that, that's, that's so where good. the scene cuts there and it's such a good line because he's 100% right it's so interesting that, yeah. that it, at least in this part of the story so far like Victor has been honestly the one that you have to lean on a good bit for Jace, right? Yeah, and and he's yeah. it's odd that he's for the character that we know, it's such a departure that he's been like the moral compass through a lot of this, right? We yeah. we saw it also just you know the other episode with um the whole under city being blockaded, right? And he yeah. was like, Jace, what are you doing? And luckily, you know, Victor has the ear of Jace and he can make those contributions. But yeah, very powerful moment, very powerful scene. But honestly, like, pretty like there isn't too much subtext. They actually just talk about it all there. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. that's very good. You don't have anything more to say on that one, right?
1: No, no, I thought it was it was a perfect. Okay. Scene, so
0: all right, so then we go ahead and we get to um, the scene where Finn and uh, Rennie, now we know, mm-hmm. and Savika yep. come into Soka's office, even after he says he's like, "Oh, I'm busy." They still come in right then. He knows something's up, right? Yeah. Um, and he looks like it looks like a scene where a guy's about to be betrayed, right? The whole setup. Yeah. She places a, you know, Savika goes behind Silco, and they all kind of prepare for a sit down. And you can tell who kind of is running the ship right now, and it's Finn. And Finn says that he thought when Silco took out Vent Vander that he was the right guy to run the Enterprise. And he specifically says Enterprise. Um and he that he was al- he thought he was always two steps ahead. But he said that time has lapped him and he called him an old man. And mm-hmm. the he looks at the uh to Rennie and he says, So you're with them then, huh? And uh she's kind of what what does she say there in that moment actually?
1: Oh, she's just like you screwed up so yeah far. yeah something you
0: know? something kind of throw away that like she just had so far has been such a bitch this in, in this season right yeah <laughs> Honestly, yeah.
1: well, I mean, I mean, her her son dying I totally understand her. Such, freaking such out. A bitch, That's okay. so <laughs> good. <laughs>
0: I mean, like, every single every single time that we've seen her on screen, I guess, like, um, <laughs> I was like, she's complaining. Like, her son just died. Oh, god. Why is she complaining? <laughs> but, no, it's just, it's just, every, man, single scene, every single yeah. scene so far has just been like one little throwaway comment or two, right? And so, yeah, um, yeah. It, it, it has annoyed me. Um, but anyway, so after that, um, you can tell he, he feels betrayed. It doesn't even look betrayed. He fe- you can tell he feels betrayed. He puts down his glass mm-hmm. kind of in, in frustratedly, right? And um, he says, you are too young to remember what the Undercity was like before it became an Enterprise. And he said, you know what bore us through those times? Loyalty. Brothers and sisters back to back against it all. Now I'm forced to share the air with parasites like you who leech off the legacies. And uh, Finn says that he's going to die today. And that's what he says back to that. Strong words. And then Silco Mm -hmm. says, that's a risk I've known my entire life. And he says, but I still believe in loyalty. And that's when Savika strikes right after that line. And yeah. she does a swift cut through, right? Um, mm-hmm. And you see Silco's still alive. He kind of ducked down, right? Silco's well, still he, alive. He's,
1: he's like breathing. He's like kind of oh, nervous. he's breathing he's like, hard. <laughs> he's breathing hard. But you see the glass
0: that he put down cut on the corner, right? Cut right through. Yeah. And then you see that she killed Finn in the moment. And then you saw the the blood from Finn splatter on Rennie's face. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, I mean, you can tell that was not like he thought Savika flipped. He yep. genuinely did because he was breathing hard after that mm-hmm. moment. I loved that because it made like the next few lines from her very important. I feel like, um,
1: yeah, well, and, and I just, I love the whole, um, what Silco says to Rennie where he's just, it's terrible, but he's like, I would have had your son killed for this. Um, but it looks like we're ahead on that account.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then he, <laughs> yeah, he lets her, he lets her live because of it. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus dude. Um, um, but yeah, he asks in that moment or after she leaves, he, he asks her candidly, he says, um, were you tempted? And she said, not for a worm like him, but he won't be the last. Meaning mm-hmm. that, like, there is going to be more people, bigger people, to try to flip me, and if you don't get yeah. your shit together, I am going to do it, right? Um, I, I
1: don't know if that is necessarily the that's what, she what was I saying. got from it. Um, I think she was just saying, you know, he won't be the last, so not so much like get your shit together as much as like, you know,
0: you are thinking she meant prepare, basically. I, yeah, think I, yeah, I like, am thinking that it was a warning because I mean she has been mistreated this whole time and I think yeah. all of us could see like because there were genuine times whenever we saw the faces of expression that she wasn't putting on a show for anyone right it was just like we saw it as the viewers so it was a private moment and she was not uh, okay with the situations I think that yeah. I personally and I could easily be wrong because it could be the bigger fishes that even that Finn mentioned and stuff like that before right but mm-hmm. for me, I'm thinking she's like, really like you need to start realizing that I have had your back this whole fucking time, not Jinx. Yeah. Um, yeah. or fuck, it could be both. Hell, you know. Yeah. Well, why not? Yeah, both? Exactly. They're yeah. not mutually exclusive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyways, so uh, after that, he sees uh the note with the Talus family crest on it, um, uh, to meet up. Right. And that's whenever we go into this next scene with the meet finally between Jace and Silco. The-
1: oh, and this is such a great scene. And before we jump into this, mm-hmm. I just, I know there's a lot of, what's the word? Um, like <sighs> distaste for Jace. Mm-hmm. And I just want to point out, like, Jace, he, like, just look at his character arc from episode two, right? <laughs> like, the dude. Uh, gets, you know, basically he gets robbed, mm-hmm. which throws him into, like, prison, which throws him into potentially being exiled. Right. But then, you know, he ends up... Uh, As a quote-unquote um, mercy, know. he ends up having all yeah. of his
0: research taken, his life's work, taken away yeah. from him and about to be potentially destroyed, right?
1: Yeah, almost Almost commits suicide. Mm-hmm. Ends up coming... Uh, uh, works with Victor to create Hextech, um, becomes a, a a you know a, a figurehead of the city, right? The golden boy mm-hmm. ends up uh, becoming uh, get, gets on the council, forced into the council, <laughs> Wait, more like it. Forced into the council without his his consent, um, and then he's the de- he becomes the de facto leader of the council, mm-hmm. and With he's little having to, to no make experience. Dis- little to no experience, and he's being you know I I you know after this episode I I don't want to say been as much as manipulated as much as like steered by mel this Mm -hmm. entire time um and like this idea that like you don't like him because of the choices he's making like like look at this shit that he's been stuck in every single time and i'm just like the fact that jace is getting through all this is impressive like it's just it's it's a feat in itself he has so Um, much more responsibility
0: than he was ever prepared to have
1: yeah. And, and not to mention, you know, in the previous episode, he takes matters into his own hands, right? He he kind of, he starts to get his own agency outside of Mel's influence. And um, this scene kind of encapsulates that. It, it's, it's him getting to the point of going, yeah, I'm tired of asking for people's help. I'm tired of, you know, consulting. We're just going to get this shit done, mm-hmm. right? And this scene, I think, encapsulates that perfectly. Yeah. Um, I, but yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'm going to throw it back to you to kind of you know, set, set the scene, scene kind yeah. of thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I I totally agree with you. Jace is definitely a, a misunderstood character um, to the public. Like lots of people don't like him. Yeah, and,
1: and, and I think if you're like, oh, I can't stand Jace, like I'm going to be honest. I think you need like, to watch it again. You you need to watch it again. You really need to take into consideration like the situations that he's put been put in. And I think you're going to walk out going like, Okay, I actually really like him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like superficially,
0: so. he's a frustrating character, but that's because he was put in these frustrating situations. So exactly, exactly. yeah, just definitely. Like if you do, like I'm, I, I, I don't blame you, but just look harder whenever you watch next time, because there will yeah. be a next time when you watch. <laughs> I guarantee. <it. laughs> anyway, so <clears throat> then we do have the scene of Silco finally meeting with Jace. They meet on the Mm -hmm. outer wall of Piltover and uh, they're kind of, you know, looking over the scenery. And Silco is, he kind of walks into the scene and he's, mentions to Jake that he's surprised that he didn't bring his hammer or some backup, right? He said perfect spot for an ambush and you didn't even bring your hammer. Um, Jake's looks at him and is very serious. Like you can tell he is not here for games and he hates that he has to do this. But he knows at this point it's the only option that will... Basically, save lives, right? Because he doesn't mm-hmm. want to go down the the walk of war after what just happened. Um, yeah, he says that he was reminded recently what brought us together originally: threats beyond the wall. Which, by the way, I think is a throw to uh, things that we're going to be getting into for season two for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely, yeah. And then Silco says, "This city has a short memory." And then Jay says, "Progress." Just that one word. And then uh, Silco says, "Far be it for me to stand in the way." As kind of like, "Let's get to the uh, you know the bargain here." He pulls out a paper mm-hmm. with his demands on it and hands it to Jace. Jace reads it, and this this is the demands that he asked for: free trade routes, blanket amnesty, unrestricted access to the Hex Gates, and sovereignty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what isn't on that fucking everything, list? Everything. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ and i mean that is as obnoxious of a fucking demand list as it sounds but jace says um uh you really think you're in a position to demand this like like seeing this as as laughable as we we do right and then mm-hmm. um soko says like i mean showing his experience right um versus jace's inexperience he says you know i give you credit for the stunt that you pulled i mean i didn't think that you had the stomach for it but a bold move followed immediately by a parlay. And he says, you're tipping your hand. You're afraid. And yeah. Jace does a pretty good job of turning this thing around right here. Because he says, he thinks for a second, all right, And he kind of looks a little stumped. But he says, I am afraid. Because I know what this war would look like now. And honestly, his people, as in Silco's people, and Zahn at large, wouldn't stand a chance. The council doesn't care about them at all, and they would be annihilated. And he's just trying to save them, right? Really good, like, political comeback there from, well, from Jace, in, in, I'd say. I mean,
1: just in, incredible writing yes. by this, this team. Well, yes. I mean, like, everything uh, that they do is
0: incredible writing. It's, it's, not-
1: <laughs> it's just one of those one of those situations where you're like, like, I mean, he was real. He was just like, yeah, no, I, I am afraid, like, because I saw this and you guys would be obliterated. Like, I don't know what to tell yeah. you. Um, and Silco kind of has, like, this moment of just like, oh, he's telling the truth. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and, and Silco makes a point. He's like, you know, not the Fresh Face Academy pledge, are you? Yeah. Like, how he, he has, you know, and that's the thing is, it, it reminds us that like oh jace has come a long way yeah, um, yeah, yeah. since since those days so yeah um, but yeah soko reinforces like if you want peace this is the price exactly yeah it says it's a, um, this is the price you're going to pay well and he's he's just like he'll just discontinue the production in shimmer and and Soko's like halfway there already mm-hmm. and return the gemstone and uh he kind of like nods and then jace is like i need jinx Yeah, she has to pay for what she's done and Silka immediately, like, his eyes start dodging left and right. Yeah. And he's just like, you know, they weren't her crimes. She was working for me, like, you know. And uh, uh, Jace is just like, you know, if it was me, it'd be you rotten in Stillwater, not her. Yeah. Um. But, you know, we can't make a deal with a snake that cut off its head, you know. Yeah. Uh, man, it's just, it's, it's one of those things where, like, what does he say? You know, we both have our shitty parts to play. And you can tell in that moment, like, Silco is just like, oh, shit. Like, this is a much harder decision than I thought it was going to be. Um, and and, and Jace's he says, give me Jinx and I'll give you your nation of Zon." Um, yeah,
0: exactly. I, I think that that, that really just kind of set the tone for, like, we're not budging on this. Like, because all of those ridiculous things that he asked for, right? He was basically just like, fine, fuck it. But we're getting our pound of flesh. Jinx is coming. Yeah. Right. And so he knows that, you know, he definitely doesn't know that obviously Jinx means that much to Silco. Right. But Silco knows in that moment, fuck, like, what am I going to do? Which leads to a really great scene that we're going to be getting into in a little bit. Um, Yeah. But yeah, that was a a really important moment. And, and, um, you know, it's. It's a tough call for for Jace in these things, you know. Whenever you're making these kind of grand deals, but you know, I definitely mm-hmm. see the perspective that he was going in with. Um, but let's go ahead and do. You have anything else to say about that scene? No, nope, that's it. All right. So then we get to finally spend a little time with Heimer and Echo. Right, lighten it up a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, Heimer sees Echo's hideout. Finally, Echo brought him over there, and Heimer's honestly astounded. Um, he's he's like wide eyed, like a boy you know, 300 years ago, like a boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he kind of asks, he's like, whoa, like you created all this within your own brief lifespan? <laughs> uh, how were you able to accomplish so much so quickly? And obviously you can tell he's he's truly like awestruck by the situation. And Echo, you know, he basically says, you know, like when your life depends on it, you can do a lot of things. Um, yeah. And then Heimer starts questioning, it goes right from that to, of course, questioning the nearest technology, right? And yeah, uh, yeah, he says, like, you know, why this form for the glider? Surely there's a more efficient and safer means of transportation. Of course, our resident safety expert, Heimer striking again. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, like, without saying too much um, from that scene, like you see the, the back guy who seems to be kind of like second in command. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. He kind of like calls out for the fire lights and they all like celebrate. And, mm-hmm. you know, you see this place just like light up with just life. And um, you see all these people flying around, like having a good time in Zahn, which is like something you would never see, right? So this little, we mentioned it before, like this little slice of paradise in Zahn. And once again, Heimer is just shocked by it all. He's just taking it all in. Yeah. And
1: well, and in, in Echo mm-hmm. makes the point to say to Heimer, it's uh, it's not enough to give people what they need to survive. Um. Uh, you have to give them what they need to live yeah right and uh, there's some straight king shit right there um <laughs> you know I, this is like the motto of of, of the next political party um right. i'm just saying <laughs> so but uh but yeah no it, it's it encapsulates exactly what um you know the philosophy behind echo is and you know it's it, it's not enough just to to be able to to you know sustain yourself. Like you have to be able to enjoy life and and revel in it. Right. Exactly. Um, and then right as that happens, the cheering, you know, takes place and, it zooms up on, on their, their hideout. And, man, it's just the coolest hideout ever. It's this it giant treehouse yeah. kind of thing. And we all love it. I don't care who you are, how old you are. You all love fucking treehouses, okay? <laughs> um, So, yeah, to see this actually, like, take place kind of like Lost Boy style is really cool. So Yeah. Um, but, yeah, what did you think of, of that? I mean, it was, of it was
0: really good because we finally got to see Heimer just kind of, I don't know, get away from his normal, like, motif, you know? and yeah, and kind yeah. of just experience life from a different standard and a different perspective and mm-hmm. uh we also got to see that they're really hitting hard on this Heimer being impressed by Echoes technology and Echoes drive and his his passion yeah. right in his philosophy yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. so like you can tell like they are going to be close moving forward and that's only reinforced by the scene that we have later which
1: on which i'm i'm super excited for absolutely. Heimer and Echo. I mean, they're they're a power couple, and they're two of um, your favorite characters, actually. Two two of my favorite yeah, from characters before the show. Time.
0: People, this is before the show. Might have done yeah. that. So. Yeah.
1: So this is and this is something that was never canon, right? No. Like they they never hinted at they hinted at them running into each other, but not to this extent, right? right where they're having conversations with each right. other, um, and to see them. Uh, pair up like this it's just I mean it's super exciting especially for, for what's to come so
0: yeah absolutely so it's a really important scene just to kind of forge that bond that they're going to be having moving forward right which is mm-hmm. going to be very important um, especially for Echo so next we get a scene that's just really powerful and we have Silco sitting at the base of the statue of Vander in Undercity and he's alone it's just him and the statue well at least it appears that way um, mm-hmm. And he's, he's talking to his friend, basically, or his brother, even, he refers to. yeah, um, And says, he's imagined it a thousand times, but never like this. We got everything we ever wanted, and the boy, referring to Jay's, um, didn't even haggle. And what do I lose but problems? Basically, just saying, you know, he got, don't worry, there's more, I'm going to go through the rest of the lines. But so far, basically, it's just saying, like, this is literally better than they could have ever imagined it. Both their shared dream... Vander and his from before. This is everything that they've mm-hmm. ever wanted. Um and it lined up perfectly. And they couldn't have had a better opportunity to do it. But then he says, "Oh, it all makes sense now, brother." And then he pours some of his drink into the fountain for his for his brother to drink with him. Um mm-hmm. and he says, "Is there anything more undoing than a daughter?" And uh he just starts at that point just, you know, Starts contemplating what what the situation is, and then we're hit with. And don't worry, we're going to talk about it. But right after that, it kind of the camera rotates a bit, and you see Jinx is actually behind the statue, and her she just heard everything, and her eyes are glowing pink now from the operation from earlier. Um, mm-hmm. And then it cuts to the next scene. What are your thoughts? Because this was a fairly quick scene, actually. But what were there's just a lot to unpack. So what were your thoughts going? Oh, this I scene?
1: mean, it, it was one of those where like. Clearly he loved Vander, right? Um, And it just, it's one of those things where the show has the ability to, you know, build up things later in the episodes. And so when you rewatch it, it's just, it hurts so much more It impacts you so much more. And this is one of those moments that, you know, suddenly whenever you're, you see them, uh, you know, Silco talking to Vander on, on the catwalk from episode three, Suddenly, it just rings so much, so much truer, right? Yeah. Than than what it was before. Um, and so, yeah, no, this this scene, I think, is is you know beautiful, but also you really understand, like, you know, Silco, um, you know, I mean, Vander was his brother, right? Yeah, um, for all no intents and purposes, No one else was, yes. was as close as as he was to him. Um, so yeah, so to to see this play out, it's it's I mean, it's really touching, but also. Um, with Jinx being around the corner right there, um, you know, it's it's super uh, just tragic at the same time, right? Because he's in this situation that, he, you know, he just never foresaw, right? Yeah. Um, and I think he, so, yeah.
0: there's a, an obvious parallel here, right, between mm-hmm. the undoing that that he had because of Vi versus the undoing yeah. of what so going how through. how Vander...
1: Was going to sacrifice himself for Vi and and Vander, or and then um, Silco is with Jake. Exactly, exactly. So he
0: he sees the irony in it all now. And um, it's just a a beautiful scene because, you know, at the end, like he just got through a situation where now he doesn't know how much he can trust anyone, right? Like, I mean, he knows that like Silk, Silk, or, um, oh God, I almost forgot Savica. Jesus Christ! I'm sorry, Savika. I feel like I should. I feel like I should apologize to her voice actor. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyways, uh, like you know, he definitely knows that she's on his side. But like you're definitely questioning everything right now. Whenever you just had an almost potential mutiny with uh, your death as the outcome, right? And he yeah. went back to the one person that he still thinks of as his brother, his family, and it, it is really saying some things to to say that this guy killed him. And still thinks of him and respects him as his brother. Um, yeah. They were just through so much that you know we got to see little tidbits. You got to remember they had a whole life to live together, and uh, you get just a little peek into that. And I I like knowing how deep that well goes without without yeah. really having to see it all. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so it, it's it's really just the the perfect you know um poetic end to the situation that that's happening with you know the the two parallels of what we what we talked about so i really like that just a a great fucking scene beautiful scene i want to hug everyone at the arcane (laughs) studio um that managed to put that that thing together but let's go ahead are are you done with that scene too or yep all right let's move to the next one this one's a badass scene right <laughs>
1: oh, so good man.
0: So yeah. good, Jesus. so um, the first thing that we get is a is a shot of uh, the last drop and it's being guarded by what did you say that that they're called now because I, I have them as
1: uh, chem... turbo 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 chem tanks. Turbo chem tanks.
0: okay um, all right so they're guarded by turbo chem tanks right now and mm-hmm. uh, then it shoots up to the inside and you see Savika in the last drop playing some some cards. Then you see a drunken idiot kind of stumble over to the jukebox, put on a song, and then he kind of stumbles back, dancing a little bit. I liked this scene, and and then he realizes everyone is staring at him, and he's like, or he thinks everyone's staring at him, and uh, then he realizes because he's like, what the fuck, and he looks, he looks around, he realizes Vi is actually right next to him in the room, and then he's like, oh shit, and then all of them are like (laughs) silent because Vi. Just made is somehow standing here, meaning what the fuck happened to the guards outside, right? And how fucking scary yeah. is this person now? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And so, yeah, because we do have the Atlas gaunt Atlas gauntlet, Vi standing there, and um, well, and
1: and keep in mind too, like a lot of these characters are actually from that night in Episode Three. Mm-hmm. So, and the last time they saw her was was that night. So, seeing her now, like older. But much bigger and then with those gauntlets mm-hmm. like they're kind of like oh, oh shit, shit. Yeah. so and i i thought it was it was really interesting i kind of went through and and a lot of those characters from that night are in that bar so that's good to see i didn't really um, notice that yeah it was i mean it's just yeah it, right is just on top of shit they are i'm just telling you yeah. like, <laughs> well um but yeah in that in that moment savika sees vi and she's just like everyone don't forget she
0: threw down the the helmet of one of the chem tanks
1: oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. she was like yeah "Yeah, that's what happened to other people (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right keep going so but um but yeah and then this epic fight sequence Mm -hmm. takes place i mean and it's just just magnificent the music is perfect too right oh dude like like western
0: rock right
1: yeah, it feels like a like a Western showdown kind of thing. And I just I was geeking out because my my favorite genre of like movies and in TV is Westerns. So yeah. when this happened, I just I was shitting myself. I was yeah, just like, this is a it music. was like because uh, like,
0: it was perfect because it had like it was Western standoff music because that's exactly what they had. Yeah. Right. That little bit of a standoff at a bar. You know, exactly. like, <laughs> it was perfect. And then it just added in, like, the remix of, like, we got punk rock in it now, too, which is very yeah. Vi and basically very steampunk, chem-punk, whatever you want to call it, um, and, and perfect for the scene that's about to unfold here. So, yeah, keep, mm-hmm. keep going.
1: So, yeah, um, Savika and Vi face off, and immediately, like, Vi just, like, launches her into the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, a little fun fact uh, the bartender actually uh, stayed at the bar mm-hmm. and like just hid underneath it. Oh, wow. So uh, he was w- the only one that didn't leave.
0: Um, <laughs> Got to pour them drinks, bro.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, th- this face off takes place. It's an epic fight sequence. The animation um, is there's... fucking beautiful for all of it. Dude. Oh, the, yeah, there's a moment where uh, there's like a pause, and Vi takes a drink, right? Yeah, and you and get those like, you know, like both catching their breaths, like, and, and
0: the animation that they did for it too—it was like a few second skip, right? Like it was a yeah. few second skip of like uh, of of time on what she was doing. So like you see her like going up to the bar, then you see her at the bar, then you see her like take the drink, and then you see her getting fucking amped up on this like a little bit further off in the distance. Like it, it was, it was really fucking cool. It was really rock and roll, dude. I was, was, yeah, yeah,
1: awesome. And, and then whenever she flipped that that pool table and just punched it into Savika, oh god, like, they've gone full anime at this absolutely. point, uh, absolutely. <laughs> um, and then you see Savika pull out the sword, right? Mm-hmm. Um Vi's like dodging back and forth, and uh, Savika's just kind of had enough and just starts swinging that thing, and like it, apparently it like shoots off like sword. Blade type of laser blade shit, yeah. That, like travels. She's and got stuff. some new tricks. Yeah, yeah. She's much scarier than than um, what was it? Episode uh, uh, five? Yeah, right? episode f- is, is s- episode
0: five or six, but I think it was five. Yeah, I
1: think I think it's five. Yeah. Um. So yeah, she got an upgrade on her on her arm, and uh there's like a moment where she's yeah, you know, the sword is kind of cutting through the gauntlet and it actually goes into Vi's shoulder, um. And that's the thing I love about this show is like, there's, there's always like, you're never going to walk away unscathed, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, And I just, I think that that happens way too often. And you start, you really, whenever you see that moment where like the sword starts to cut into Vi's shoulder, you're just like, Ooh, I feel that. And you just get more entranced into this whole action sequence. Right. Um, Savika, you know, ends up uh, disabling one of the gauntlets, which I want to say Like, it's, I think it kind of goes back to what I was saying with the whole magic makes these gauntlets weightless to the user. I thought of that, Um, I thought
0: of that little comment as soon as I saw that happen in the episode while I was taking notes, actually. Yeah, because,
1: because whenever she, she stabbed the gauntlet, disabled it, it dropped, Mm -hmm. and like, Vi couldn't hold it up. And I was like, okay, I think I'm, I'm correct. I'm on to something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I like because it just it, makes more. Sense. It means that we're gonna have we're gonna have a lot of fun with uh, technology later on. Yeah, so, um But then, then there's this beautiful moment where Vi is on the ground and she hears the voice of uh, Vander. Yeah, right. Let me tell you real quick before and, you go
0: into it. I just have to say I never realized. I, I mean, I knew I missed Vander a lot because he was. He's definitely like top three favorite characters in this whole series, but. Yeah, yeah. I never realized I miss his fucking voice that much, dude. Like my I God. I, I, yeah. I teared up a bit whenever the scene happened for sure.
1: Yeah. And um he's like, Well, your your guard needs working, but uh <laughs> I wish I could say it gets easier, kiddo, but I'd be lying. What I can say is she still needs you. They all do. So what do you say? And in that moment, Vi stands back. Whoa. Right. The classic, and she spits a uh, tooth on the yeah. ground. Yeah, and she pratties she uh, up it, again. This was the part that broke me, and Vanders just like, that's my girl. That's right. And I was just like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to cry. I don't have any more tears to shed. Like, what what is more this? do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm dehydrated. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but no, I, I, I wrote out all the all the words for it as well, because it was just, it was just that fucking good, dude. Like... Uh, and really yeah was. and like the also mm. the the positioning of him uh, did did a lot for me as well because like whenever she's on the ground you see like you know this like illuminated figure of vander looking over her right and he, yeah. he's telling her all those things that you mentioned and whenever and he, he, she he's smoking his pipe exactly you know, the entire time yeah. yeah whenever she stands up you you get to see him like you know from the front and he's like sitting at the bar and then he does that, you know, that's my girl. And he's just like bathed in beautiful light that's streaming into the bar. And it's just like, (laughs) Oh, fucking glorious, dude. I really, really Uh, loved it. They're so good. And it's,
1: it's one of those things Mm -hmm. like you've seen it all before, but like for some reason, because they, they're just, they're, they're so aware of like these type of tropes that they're like, okay, if we're going to use it, we just have to deliver exactly like, super hardcore on it, and man, they just they nail it every time. Mm-hmm. Um, but
0: yeah, oh, it's so good, really fucking good. And um, at that point, you know, she she readies up with one gauntlet now, right? Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. this was pretty interesting. And actually, like, I I don't play. Oh, I love this part. Yeah, I don't I play Vi part. at all. But like, does this relate to her kit?
1: Well, okay. So, like, what happens right after mm-hmm. she stands up? her and Savika um, uh, engage with each other. And like basically like an EMP goes off and it just blacks out the entire neighborhood. And there's this beautiful scene of them just trading blows um, in the dark and it's just magnificent. And then Savika jumps up and she gets ready to slice Vi and uh, right as she's about to uh, a shield pops up. Right. Right. And keeps her from, from getting to Vi. And this is something that's in the game. It's built into Vi's passive. This was something I did have a little bit of like a... mm, Like I wish they Mm -hmm. would have kind of, you know, set it up uh, a little bit better. um, Because I know it can... It it was probably jarring for the people that aren't like familiar with League or or her kit and stuff like that. Um, But yeah, in her passive, she has a, a... Her passive is like, you know, every time she... Uses an ability; it gives her a shield. When did right? they add
0: that? That's been there in, well, okay. from the beginning. Uh, so. Okay, it must not be very visualized then.
1: Yeah, if you so I I choose my first main jungler and, and like it's super integral to her kit mm-hmm. in order to like sustain throughout the jungle, um, and it takes a lot of like you have to actually time it correctly because it's on a cooldown and stuff and right. But it, so it's so just yeah. the it's and, just
0: the shield bar of health that you get though. It's it's not uh, it's not animated into it. No, yeah, okay. it's just that you see a That's shield why. pop up. Because I was um, like, I have played League for too long to not know that this was like. I mean, I'm not yeah, surprised that I've. It's over- kind of a looked, hidden pass. Exactly, I'm yeah. not surprised that I overlooked the fact that she got the shield from there. But um, like the visual effect of it, I was like, I've never seen Vi do that. So, but either way, I thought it was really cool. I liked it. I it, like,
1: oh yeah, it, it was it was very cool. It's just it was one of those like in my mind, I was kind of like, oh, I wish they would have like hinted at that somehow just so that way when it did happen you're like oh like i totally forgot that they it could do that kind of thing rather than it kind of coming out of the blue see here's something i Um, i actually
0: disagree with you on that um because i like that they did it and introduced it here because i think that they did that purposely to show that arcane can react with emotion potentially a and then B, mm-hmm. I think that they wanted to show that um, there's there might be more tricks up up the sleeve to come. Like, it's not just like gauntlet go pow pow kind of thing. So, yeah. uh, you know, like you need room. I feel like, you know, sometimes you, you need room for escalation. And I feel like that's what we're going to kind of get. And I like to coming in at that pido- or that pivotal last moment, say, because we are dealing with the fantastical here. So yeah, I, I could buy it. I could definitely see why someone might be turned off on it, but I would say fuck you to that person and I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right here. Okay. <laughs> but no, no, I, I seriously um, I, I do get I do get why it might be yeah, turned off
1: or something. Yeah, well well and just in that moment, just to complete it out, it it pushes Savika back mm-hmm. and um Vi grabs Savika's arm with the gauntlet oh, yeah. and just rips it right off does a, a gut punch man mm-hmm. and then just spins her around and throws her across the bar into the, uh, the jukebox yeah. um, that we've, we've seen since episode one, you know, every time it shows like, you know, uh, a Netflix, um, show or whatever. Um, so yeah, that, that jukebox has been pretty integral. So to see her just throw it in, throw Savika into it, I thought that was a really nice touch. Yeah. Cause it was like an end, um, end of
0: season. Like we won't be needing this anymore. It's episode nine. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly um and yeah and Sevilla's knocked out and you know hanging in on the the jukebox I did
0: like the like you know right afterwards um I think she thinks that she's dead at this point I think a lot of people probably would (laughs) think that she's dead yeah um we find out otherwise uh in a little bit but Vi also has just like a moment once that's done and she just like yells and howls in frustration you know Emotional pain as well as, I'm sure, physical pain because that was oh, not yeah. an easy fight, that's for sure. But um, right after that, uh, you see Jinx. She she moves off from the center of the camera. and You see Jinx behind her. You just see the, the glowing pink eyes, right, and then her silhouette. Uh-huh. And you hear her say, bravo, sis, and then poof, knocks her out. Knocks her yeah, out. Butt yeah, butt of the gun to the back of the neck. So that was really cool. I feel like we've pretty straightforward fight scene there. Not too much to unpack. No, yeah, no. I think all right, so we're good to go. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're actually doing like surprisingly good on time. Granted, we have the last scene to deal with, but yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> 3 hours later from now, we're still going to be talking about it. Um but anyways, so then we go to uh Jace at council. Um so this is where um he says that he's realized after his unsanctioned actions that he's not fit to govern over the undercity anymore. And Neither are they. He basically is doing a big fuck you to the council at this point, right? Yeah. Um, he says, our time has passed and we failed them. And honestly, they're right to not trust us. And, uh, he said, or you hear, uh, what's her name? Um, okay, oh why am I blanking on last name of, uh, Caitlin? Um, Kieramin. Thank you. Uh, we yeah. see Miss Kiriman um, say like, you're walking a fine line, Jace. And he was like, you know, respectfully, I don't give a shit what any of you guys think anymore.
1: Yeah, and you can tell oh, he just he, does not care yeah, at his all. His face like, what says they have it all. Say. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but um, he does
0: say, uh, except for you, and he looks at Mel, and he says, you have yeah. always been right. And... Um, Mel has like a little bit of a reaction to this, and God, they're so in love with each other. They are, dude. It's yeah. (laughs) They just need to like in that moment, they you could tell they just want to pause life, just get in a room and bang it out for about twenty minutes, then come back. (laughs) Um, But anyways, uh, so then he says, "You know, I came here with Victor, a Zonite, a Zonite, and my partner."
1: Yeah, and then Victor Victor says, uh, "Jay says brokered a peace with Silco in in exchange for the Undercity's independence." Mm -hmm and people start everyone starts freaking out we have procedures and this was one of those moments I don't know if you felt the same where I was just like like hearing them like be all dramatic and stuff like it was so expected mm-hmm. but like I was so um, like what's the word like over it you know Yeah, I was just like I was, like, I was there too actually you guys, like you know like
0: but I think like, that's the I, point because I, I, I think Jace was too I think they were bringing us right into the mindset of Jace Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Like so seeing all these council people like freak out, I was just like I was like, yeah, fuck you guys. You have no idea. And and Mel is totally on Jace's side in this in this moment. Like she's not freaking out at all. She's really, you know, having to to process everything um and where her loyalties lie. And in that moment, she looks at her her um uh, ring, right that mm-hmm. has the Medarda crest exactly, on it. Exactly, yeah. Um so yeah, no, I I thought it was a It was an interesting scene. I don't know how how you felt about it.
0: Um, Yeah, I mean, this is a a pretty short and sweet scene, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I I love the fact that he, you know, he brought Victor and um, Victor, you know, had had basically said, like, this is how it's going to be going down. And I loved that Jace finally just put his dick on the table and said, like, no, we failed them. You know, they're right not to trust us. And, you know, fuck you if you disagree. We haven't
1: we haven't earned our, their leadership exactly, so, and So,
0: yeah. So, I, I, the freak out thing was definitely, like, they, they meant to do that as a kind of, like, yeah. Like, this shows me why you guys aren't, like, reinforces the issue, right? Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, Mel staring at her ring is very important, obviously, because it comes into play later on. Um, But, yeah, that's pretty much, you know, great scene right there. tells you everything that you need to know. Just kind of connective mm-hmm. tissue for what happens next, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, do you want to go? Do you want to talk about the next scene, how it starts out? Because this is a big Um, scene.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, so it opens up with actually the toy that was from episode one Mm -hmm. that uh, Powder picked up. And she was like, it's an authentic, you know, I forget what she called it, but that toy is sparkling in Mm -hmm. front of uh, Vi. And uh, you hear Jinx say, I really thought I buried this place. Yeah. Um, But I should have known better. And she's of course referencing to episode three, mm-hmm. right, where um, she blew up this place, and uh, so they're at that the um, the uh, uh, what do you want to call it the the storage place where where um, episode three took place, right? right? Um, and she says nothing ever stays dead, and she's totally you know referring to her memories, but also um, you know her schizophrenia with uh, Milo, um, you know, constantly haunting her, right? right. Um, so I just, I thought that was an interesting, you know, little aspect. Um, Vi is, uh, you know, she's like, are we alone? Jinx is like, for now, maybe forever. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, she says, um, want to know a secret? Silco thinks he made Jinx with all his rants and his hard won lessons. Excise your doubts, Jinx. Be what they fear, Jinx. Like everything was the same as when Vander left him, but he didn't make jinx. You did. And Vi in that moment, like totally understands, you know, and, and, and blames herself. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, for, for where powder is today. Right. And Vi refuses to call her jinx, you know, um, she's she's like, yeah. you know, constantly calling her a powder. And you know, tries to uh, uh, console her. And it's like I've never meant to leave you, and and Jinx is like, you you never left. I always heard you. Yeah. Um, shadows in the streets, prickles on the back of my neck, your voice, right? Yeah. Pushing me, picking me up when all the colors were black. Mm-hmm. You're the reason I'm still alive. And you know, Vi is, you know, making the case that you know she she never. You know, forgot about her too. You know, um, all those nights on the freezing floor, hungry, bloody, counting hours in prison.
0: Yeah, I mean, kind of agreeing um, with her at this point, like just saying, like I, I know how you feel, because after that, that was a kind of hopeful statement from from Jinx, right? Like, oh, yeah, you never you never left me, blah blah blah, and yeah, she was like, you know, you were the only thing that kept me going through all those nights in the cell as well. Um, yeah, and then we're met with that that line, uh, which oh. is, you know, she says uh, in a totally different different voice or i should say a different tone of voice right mm. um she says are we still sisters and damn it's chill, it hits dude
1: chill man chill Like <laughs> yeah and then
0: vi says back yes of course nothing's ever going to change that that's whenever Jinx lights all the candles at the table <laughs> somehow, by the way. Uh, yeah, I
1: look at I look back at that and I'm like, mm, they took some liberties most there. Most unreasonable <laughs> thing. In a
0: world where Arcane is there and we have hex cores and shimmer. Yeah. that is the most unreal thing I've seen so far. Exactly.
1: <laughs> it's like her lighting those candles. <laughs> yeah. um, I,
0: I, can, I can live with this, but this, no. <laughs> this is too much. That's where the line's drawn. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so anyways, lights, lights the candles by throwing a candle uh, right down the middle of the table. And it illuminates the scene, right? That, that's been pitch mm-hmm. black for us this whole time. And, um, you know, why don't you go ahead and, and set, the, set the table for us, <laughs> Sean?
1: Set the tables. Um, well, yeah, then you, you see Silco on the other side of the table, mm-hmm. right? Uh, very symbolic because, you know, she's basically having to choose between Two opposite heads and yeah. Vi, right? Um, and you know, makes the, the case like she saw everything. You know, Silco took everything from us. You know, right here, he's stabbed Vander in the back, just like he planned to do with me, mm-hmm. right? Um, and uh, you know, you see those crows like circling, right? There's so many crows,
0: which we'll talk a little bit about the crows after this is done, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- I think that's that'll be safe for our uh, our next episode. Uh, that's that's fair, yeah. 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 Um, you know, and all the time saying, You abandoned me when he knew the truth. Mm-hmm. Right. So Jinx is pissed off at Silco He calls her, Yeah. She calls him a liar, yeah. right? Um and then in that moment she's like, We're missing someone and wheels Caitlin to the table. Um
0: Oh no, not yet.
1: Well well not yet. But I mean Vi sees Milo and Clagger right. dolls, right? Um, and she's kind of looking around, she sees the bunny doll, and then she also sees Vanders you know, like a pipe with a, you know, a couple of memorabilia right. with him in his, you know, fists. And then uh, Jinx goes in and grabs a platter. Right. And uh, throws it on the table. Yeah. And uh, this part is just so they did such a good job with this. Yeah, um, What does she say? She's like, I paid your girlfriend a visit this morning. Yeah. Um, and Vi's like, what did you do? I made her a snack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the way she says yeah. it. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, everyone, everyone knows what everyone's thinking. Right? right. And, uh, Vi's like, and she takes the thing off and she's like, no. And Jinx is like, "Jeez, I'm not that crazy. And you see a cupcake with the, uh, the Hextech gemstone. Right. on Right. Right. Um, which in that moment too, like, I think Jinx was doing that to kind of see where her sister's head was at. Like, did she actually think she would do something like yeah, that? Yeah, I think or? she was trying
0: to pull out a reaction as well yeah and that's total think, speculation by the way like, like yeah, yeah yeah yeah. i think there's enough context to honestly say you could argue that either way but i i think that she was yeah
1: yeah well and then um and then from there she goes and gets caitlin wheels her up right and she's she's wearing a, a mask to cover her face or not her face but her mouth mm-hmm. and i thought it was interesting how like they, they put the smiley face yeah a, she put a little joker it, right yeah, but it's also referencing all the times that she had those episodes and saw Caitlyn smiling at her, right, right when she wasn't. Um, so, yeah, just, you know, seeing it through all the way. Yeah, anything, uh, I will characters. say that was a
0: little too far for me just because I, once again, I don't want this touching at all towards Joker and Harley Quinn. And there there's two scenes now, this one and the Toots one that I was like, nope, get away from me. And that. So, yeah, this was one of them but didn't take wait which part the um putting the smile on the face of uh Caitlyn's mask
1: uh i mean i completely disagree like like that's the thing is every time I mean, like you remember whenever she sees caitlyn
0: no, no 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 i i get why they did it i get the context of why they did it but they didn't have to do that and that is absolutely oh my God. Oh my an God. earmark of I,
1: my My eyes are rolling into the back of my let head. Them, let see them my brain all, right now. All I'm saying is, like, is that
0: definitely was not, like that would I, not have been my missed. Eyes,
1: my eyes see my brain, and my brain is going, <laughs> yeah, don't even, just, just ignore <laughs> what he just wait, said. Wait, wait, um, I just want to make my
0: case real quick. All I'm saying, very short and simple, is that that would not have been missed in the slightest bit. I don't think that it adds enough at all, and it definitely is like, an earmark ah. thing of Joker's.
1: The Joker doesn't own a smile. Okay, like
0: writing a smile. On. A crazy person writing a smile. That's always laughing, by the way. Writing we a smile on the face of an enemy. To yeah, disagree.
1: Okay. okay, I'm gonna come. I'm find you and, and fight you. <laughs> um, anyways, <laughs> um, and going to the next part. Uh, she points out the two chairs, right, right, right. right? And she's like, "This is your choice. You know, Vi or uh, Powder or Jinx, right?" Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, in front of those chairs, you see the 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 things from powder, right? Um, like her old little bombs that she drew on, and then in the Jinx one, uh, you see uh, you know bullet casings and and the, uh, you know one of the her newer bombs and stuff mm-hmm. like that, right? And um, Jinx makes a makes a plea to to make her go away, right? right. Um, talking about Caitlin, send her on her way, um, and you can have Powder back. Right. right, and of course Vi can, can't isn't going to kill an innocent person. No, especially um, to, to get powder especially back. Especially
0: not Kate. Um,
1: yeah, especially not her girlfriend, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, Jinx grabs the gun and just immediately puts it to Caitlyn's head, and, and you realize like, okay, things are out of control. Mm. Um, and you know Vi makes a desperate plea of like, "Hey, we can just go. We can we can leave and and never come back." Um and Jinx is like, where would we go? You know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's um, it definitely
0: like it it hit for a second, like you saw, but like so it definitely hit her, and yeah. and yeah, you saw like okay, a little shift, and the, but you also saw an episode start, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah that because that is like the the first brick pulled from that wall that creates the devastating scene that we end up with. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, keep going. Um,
1: and, yeah, and Vi's like, you know, we'll put this all behind us. You'll never have to see him again. Uh, powder, mm-hmm. right? Um, still calling her powder. Right. And uh, uh, Jinx is like, you know, what do you have to say about this? Looking at Silco, because he was his, he was his, kind uh, of mumbling.
0: Yeah, he was like he was like trying to you know like say something with his with his mouth mm-hmm. gagged. And so that's whenever she asked him, yeah, you know,
1: it, yeah. And, and Silco, she takes the gag off, and and he's like, her name is Jinx, right? She's lying. Um, you'll be with her a day before she realizes you aren't that girl anymore and turns her back on you. Yeah. And um, if I'm being honest, like, you know, he, and Jinx says it, too, it's like you aren't lying like you wouldn't lie to me. Not again. Right, And, um, you know, Vi is is, you know, making a desperate plea of like, I'm not lying. I'm on your side. I promise. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in that moment, like it, I, I don't know, like after Silco said that I was kind of like, you know, he's got a good point. Like Jinx is very different now. Like, she's not that innocent girl on the rooftop where, you know, they're they're exchanging, you know, uh, old fun stories kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, Jinx, in, in my opinion, is, um, she's broken,
0: right? Yeah, well, I, th- um, yeah, I think it's definitely one of those things where I believe him when he says that because I truly do think he thinks that, right? Um, I don't think he realizes how much Vi would endure for Jinx. I do think Jinx would in reality like she would stick with powder no matter what it doesn't matter what she's done so far like you mean Vi I'm sorry yes uh, I'm sorry yeah Uh, Vi would stick with powder like no matter what like doesn't matter what she's done so far it would wipe the slate clean in her eyes and they she would legitimately go and leave with her and never be seen again if that's what it took but I definitely don't think that Silco thinks that that's true so I think they're both they're both right here basically
1: yeah, yeah. Um, well, and and uh, Jinx is clearly having an episode because uh, uh, the Milo doll mm-hmm. starts talking to her. And, Milo uh, fucked her up good, it. dude.
0: Let me just say. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, and whenever she shoots the Milo doll, and it falls over, it, it cracks the the wine glass, right? Mm-hmm. And it rolls towards towards Caitlyn. Um, right. Super important, right there. Yes. And uh, Jinx is like, "Shut up, we're talking," you know. Mm-hmm.
0: She always um, does that whenever she really starts going off on the episode, right? Because that's that's yeah. whenever the voices like really emerge and and are incessantly talking.
1: Yeah, and Silco makes the point of you know the top sires offered me everything, independence, a seat at the table. Um, yeah, you know, he said he all went- in return for you, they can all burn. Yeah, you know, everyone betrays this jinx, Fander, her. Um, they will never understand. Um, it's only us, right? Right. So, uh, and he, he makes the point. He, he says, "You know, you're my daughter." Yeah, right? I was
0: about to say that's important.
1: Um, I'll, I'll never forsake you. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jinx is definitely like, you know, just uh, in a fragile state. Um, yeah, absolutely. And then you hear hear Caitlyn say, "Drop the gun." So Caitlin clearly used that that cut glass mm-hmm. somehow to to break free of her uh, bindings. Mm-hmm. And uh, has a uh, pow pow in her hand right. right, the, the minigun, right? Um, and pointing at Jinx. And
0: um, uh, Jinx you know, tests her a bit here. Yeah. That's
1: and um, well and, and part of it too is you know, Vise Vi's in a terrible spot too. Like she's she tells Caitlin, you know, it's my sister. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and uh, Caitlin's just she's like, No, she's too far gone. Like mm-hmm. um and I think it's in that moment that Vi kind of realizes, like, yeah, she is, you know, at the point where she's killing innocent people, like, is she too far gone, right? Yeah. Um, and then uh, Jinx puts the gun in front of Silco, um, almost strategically. Mm-hmm. And um, when Caitlin's pointing the gun at, at Jinx, um, Jinx is kind of, you know, makes a, a play to, to be kind of you know scared and whatnot and then you really see like oh she like dodges and then uh knocks the pow pow out of caitlin's hands and and knocks caitlin out cold right um and you see like her eyes light up right from the shimmer and and i think in that moment that's that's kind of a, a hint to jinx's um i'm just gonna you know play put it out there it's kind of a hint to jinx's passive in game which is get excited and every time like she um, kills an a, a, you know an objective yeah. or, or a champion or anything. Uh, she gets a ton of movement speed, right? Yeah. That's out of out of the ordinary, and in that moment, that's what she got. She got that a ton of movement speed. Um, so I think that was kind of like a, a wink to the players, but also uh, a, a great dramatic moment. Yeah, of and
0: explained a little bit control of the situation. Right, and uh, explained a little bit by the sh- the, the shimmer procedure that she yeah. went through earlier. Yeah.
1: Um and in that moment she goes full into an episode, right? Uh-huh. Um Vi and Powder are go, or I'm sorry, Vi and Silco are going back and forth, um, you know, arguing with each other, or not really arguing with each other, but trying to to get Powder to, to come back to to reality, uh-huh. right? Um and you know, Vi's like, Wake up, like remember who you are. I know you remember. And she starts saying the the names of uh, you know, Milo Clagger. Um and uh, Vander, right? Right. And what's interesting about this episode is, like, as Vi says those names, um, you know, you see this very aggressive uh, etching over each of those characters as they flash into her her mind, right? right? And I I see it as she's um, in order to cope, right, with the guilt of that night of, mm-hmm. on episode three, like she's almost turned these, these figures in her life into these, these monsters Yeah. in order for her to, to be able to look past like the, the, the loss of life in that moment. Um, I think they represent because,
0: the like the, the guilt that she felt for each one of those. And then they are monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, because it, you know, it, it, she's forced to relive that guilt. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, so in a way she's kind of imposed, this, um, this, you know, uh, like, you know, terribleness onto these, these people, even though they're not right. Mm -hmm. Um, just so she can, she can cope with what, what she's dealing with. Right. Um, so in a way, in a weird way, like Vi saying those names is actually making the episode worse. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and in that moment, I kind of, I was under the impression and you can disagree with me Mm -hmm. obviously, but I was under the impression that, Vi was in a way making things worse by um, trying to remind her of of her her family, right? Um, and uh, Jinx, you know, it was clearly in a traumatic state in that moment too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know,
0: it. Well, let's unpack I, I, unpack real quick from there. Yeah. Right. Okay. OK, go ahead. So, yeah, I, I mean, I definitely agree with you. I, I think that inadvertently, of course, because if I didn't know this, like I definitely think that she yeah. was triggering sensitive topics. Right. Which is Vanderclagger and Milo. Like those yeah. are things that literally haunt her and haunt her like, I mean, to the point where she has physically made recreations of them to try to make them yeah. feel like I mean, in a sense, full blown.
1: Schizophrenia. Right. right. But like, like yeah. try
0: to make them feel in a sense that they are still there to try to help alleviate her guilt. Right. And then they also mm-hmm. literally talk to her and antagonize her like you like you just mentioned. And in this case, with everything that's going on and all of these emotions swelling and her saying these names and thinking about her old life versus her new life, it is definitely like you see the drawings of these monsters getting larger and larger and larger and literally mm-hmm. end up basically like, you know, going over her, encroaching upon her. And um that's whenever we have, you know, the next scene unfold here. Which do you want me do you want me to go through or do you want to go through that?
1: Uh, you can go through that. Okay. If you want.
0: So basically, at this point, um, Silco grabs the gun, and Mm -hmm. he goes to shoot to kill Vi. And Jinx immediately, whenever she sees that, she instinctively shoots Silco. And Silco, at this point, you see the chair turn. After she makes the shot, you see Silco's chair. Everything went silent, by the way. Silco's chair turns, and you see him just... Like, in his chair. I mean, he's not dead yet, but he is definitely draining quickly, right? She starts freaking out. And she is immediately apologetic. She can't believe what she just did because she just lost another father figure, right? And it was by her hand again. Like, what the fuck more do you need in your life? It's such a bad situation. So she is reliving all of this again with Vander and it's even more in front of her face this time, right? Cause at least she didn't have to directly witness it. Um, it was all indirect, but man, this one literally right in front of her face. But the, the scene that happens here is probably one of the most beautiful scenes I've ever seen. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and so Silco's dying. Jinx runs up, you know, ton of regret. She's crying. She's, you know, apologizing, you know, rapidly. And, um, He says, as he's dying, I never would have given you to them, not for anything. And then he sees that she's crying, and he says, don't cry. You're perfect. And this to me, let me, because we'll we'll go to the next scene in a second. Let's unpack again. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what was your thoughts on Silco in that moment? Because there's a lot of people saying that, he lied and that he was going to do it anyways and all that kind of stuff and no, what do you think completely disagree i completely disagree too Com- Sh- completely disagree. show your work
1: uh number one right um just so people know anytime there's like a a um a death confession i think that's what it's called mm-hmm. like it's literally considered deathbed confession and, yeah deathbed confession right that you can be considered as um, uh, truthful evidence in the court of law right because it's like whenever you have nothing left to lose and you know you're dying like like it's like what what's the what's the reasoning behind it mm-hmm. right of of lying in that moment yeah there's no um, there's if, no point in, in lying there's no about, point at that point. yeah um the other thing too is is harking harping back to uh, the conversation with jace Right. Um, and Silco Silco was clearly like, uh, caught off guard when Jace was like, Hey, we need Jinx as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first moment where I was just like, Oh, yeah, Silco is having a crisis of conscience right now. Um, but that the way those lines were delivered, it was just so sincere. And you know, you can Silco's fucked up, right? Mm-hmm. Terrible person, but in that moment he was being like just completely genuine and there's, there's no reason to lie to his, his daughter that way. Mm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I, I, don't, I completely disagree with those people that say that he's lying. I think that's a very cynical attitude and, um, I, I think it's out of line with, with his character as well. Same. Um, yeah. I think
0: that's, that's my biggest thing as well.
1: Yeah, it just doesn't doesn't make sense from his his vantage point. Um and I truly believe that he had no intention of giving jinx up to Jace. Yeah. Um I think it was one of those things where um you know and, and if I was in his position I would have dragged it on and go gone like, Oh yeah, no, I'll I'll give you Jinx. Never, you know, be like, Oh, I just can't find her, you know, she's she's on the loose kind of thing. Mm-hmm and then um say you know let's not use this to to you know fracture our peace you know kind right. of thing um so there i mean in my mind there's ways of going about it to um to to circumvent that whole scenario in the first place and still get what you want mm-hmm. um so i just don't think it's like a compelling enough reason to to um you know lie to jinx in that moment
0: yeah so, and i, I think yeah. You know, for me, it was definitely the fact that I mean, his really as a character, he doesn't lie. Like yeah. that's never really been an M.O. of his. Um, he's actually like a pretty hardcore truth teller. You know, he's he's harsh as fuck, but he says it kind of like it is. Um, yeah. And so, like, I definitely think it's very out of character for him because uh, he's also shown to only defend her when literally everything points to what the fuck are you doing with her, right?
1: Yeah. So, well, and early on, I think it was it was. Um you and um, uh, a couple of people that was I have been watching this right mm-hmm. um, concurrently, and they even said like they think that Jinx is going to be the downfall of him, right? Yeah, like already seeing the fractures even before uh, this episode, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I I I think it in a way it was it was leading up to this. Uh, because Silco genuinely was just—he's never going to give up Jinx. He he loves her exactly, you know? and that's the thing um, is he, so yeah.
0: He definitely does truly love her. We've seen that relayed in so many different ways so far. Um, he cares about her beyond words. It is it is absolutely to the same point of a you know. Um, father daughter relationship. I originally thought that there was something more there. I don't think there is anymore after like the last two episodes, basically. I definitely didn't get that vibe anymore. It was definitely more of a father daughter one. Um, but yeah, another thing also is that like I think one of the big reasons why he loved her so much was because not only of the obvious, you know, like parallels of you know they both went through the betrayal of Vander and all that kind of stuff but I think that for, for two big reasons I think that she's the last connection of Vander that he has left yeah and second mm-hmm. thing is I think that he sees Jinx um, essentially as the the perfect embodiment of Zahn that he's always tried to make I think that this like literally this was his masterpiece brought to life and that's why he was so pr- protective of her at all times so when it, I, I truly think that he would have easily killed everyone and died himself before ever doing anything to Jinx. So yeah, whether you, you believe it or not, I mean it's it's open ended. So believe what you want. Just I would love to hear your your reasoning for why not, but I, I truly do think that it, it stands there. But um yeah, so anyways. that happened and it was heavy as fuck right (laughs) um jesus and you can tell right after that the life gets sucked out of jinx right yeah she is fucking empty after that do you want to go into a little bit of what happens afterwards
1: yeah i mean vi tries to console her right it'll be okay you know we'll, we'll be okay and uh, Jinx goes to the chair that says Jinx and pulls it up. And like she dangles, stares at it for a minute. Yeah, she dangles yeah. the
0: gun on it. Like too, I loved that.
1: Yeah, and just sits on it like a a throne. Honestly, kind of like a like a the throne. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in that moment, you realize like powder is gone. Yeah. Like all that's left is Jinx. Yeah. Um. And she says to Vi, I thought maybe you could love me like you used to. Mm -hmm. And Jesus Christ, like this show, man, like chill out. And the (laughs) the tone,
0: the tone that she has too, like when she says it, like you could tell it is not normal jinx. Like this is fucking everything has just like left her like emotionally drained.
1: Yeah. And she's, she says, you know, even though I'm different. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's when you start hearing the music um, start to swell and, uh, this music is just so good. but uh, it's perfect for
0: it, right? <laughs> perfect, yeah, literally on the nose. But
1: in uh, um, Jinx, you know, she makes the point, you know, you changed too. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's to the new us, right? And right. She she walks over and, and picks up... Um, the gemstone. Uh, the gemstone, yeah. right? And in this moment, she kind of, like... How do I explain it? Like you know, she she goes and and we finally see fish bones, right? right? She puts the gemstone in fish bones. I've been looking forward to this since the beginning. Yeah, and um, she walks to the uh, the end of the um, the top of the building, right? Mm-hmm. And she's looking out over this uh, this blood moon, right? Mm-hmm. And you see the the Piltover and where the, the council is, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're they're you know, whatever you want to call it? The the capital building. Yep. The peak, and, in, the peak uh, in the
0: golden city.
1: The peak in the golden city, and um, I, I, in this moment, it's kind of like she's fulfilling Silko's dream as well, definitely, right? Um, because she's decided, like you know, I'm just going to destroy Piltover. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it cuts to Mel, and Mel takes her her ring off the the Medarda. Um,
0: House crest. Well, I guess it,
1: it doesn't doesn't happen just yet, but um, it does a bunch of you know cuts to different parts. Yeah. Um, but it it cuts. Uh, you hear Silco's voice whenever Jinx is about to shoot the uh, fish bones, and uh, you know it it, it to episode three. in Winning for he says, "We'll show them. We'll sh- we will show them all." Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. And uh, you just see this tear fall down from Jinx's eye, and it's it's obviously it's glowing with shimmer. Right. And. Um, Kate kind of registers what's about to happen and, um, uh, Jinx fires off, um, Fishbones mm-hmm. and, uh, Mel takes off her, her ring, uh, of the Medarda clan. Right. Um, and, uh, Mel supports, uh, Jace right in that moment for, for proposal for peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you see Jinx fire off, um, and this is from the video game, her super mega death rocket right from Fishbones. And, man, the music in this is just so good. Um, oh, yeah. One, one thing I want to point out is uh, the final song is it's sung by uh, the lead singer of the police, um, Sting. Mm-hmm. And it's also um, got the uh, world-renowned violinist Ray, Ray Chen, right? Um, and he was from that episode whenever uh, Jay started making deals yeah. in the um, in the concert hall. The right?
0: violinist in the concert hall, yeah.
1: Yeah, and uh, we cut to a scene where it shows uh, Savika and she's trying to light a cigar, mm-hmm. right? Um, with um, So she's trying to light one of Silco's cigars with Finn's lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, it shows... Uh, um, Silco's desk empty right right a lot of people seem to think that savica is going to become the new big bad I just wanna I'm gonna make a a a, a claim now right mm-hmm. uh savica is not going to become the next big bad yeah okay I think they purposely showed that chair empty as a way to to foreshadow the the power vacuum that's about to take place yeah same. Uh, in Zone. Uh, if she was going to become the is, next
0: big bad, I think that she would have sat in that chair. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And the other thing, too, is Savika is a kingmaker. She's not a, a king um, or, or queen, whatever you want to call them, right? Um, she is very much the muscle, and I think she likes that, right? She likes to be on the ground, giving the knuckleheads a visit kind of thing. Yeah, she's the um, king's hand so the, from from Exactly, uh, which yeah. is a, a, a great position to be in. I'm sure it pays well. Um, <laughs> so... Um, but at the same time, like it's we've seen this play out before in other shows and movies and stuff. And it's in a way, it's almost a better place to be in because you don't have the target on your back. At all right. Times, exactly. Right. You're just next. to the um, target. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So um, I, I know a lot of people were thinking like Savika is going to become the next big bad. And I'm just going to tell you right now, I I don't think that's true. Like, yeah, you know, I, I highly doubt it so. as well. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, so once uh, once we see her struggling to, to light the cigar, it goes back to the council, and, and they're all raising their hands. We also see um, a, a flash to Echo and Heimer, and Echo is clearly... Trying to explain things to Heimer mm-hmm. uh, of his, you know, some theory mm-hmm. that I'm sure he has uh, when it goes to time travel. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Heimer is thinking about it, yeah, uh, very seriously, right? And they're they're in their treehouse, kind of, in they deliberating yeah. over it. Um, and I just I love where this those two guys are going, right? Yeah. And
0: as the scene draws back, you also see the broken clock ticking on the right side. Ticking. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yep. Uh, we cut back to the counselors. Oh man, this next scene. Yeah. Uh We see singed mm-hmm. uh, doing. So there's two things to take note of this scene. A lot of people noted saw one, but they didn't see the other. Mm-hmm. Singed is looking at um, a picture of uh, his, you know, presumably his daughter. Yep. Right. Um. I don't know if people noticed that there are conjectures that his daughter could be Oriana I've heard it I don't I don't um, agree with it but yeah I don't agree either I think it's a little too what's the word convenient right a little too easy
0: I don't even and think it I, makes any sense I think it's based on the weakest argument the Rio or yeah. argument.
1: yeah so and um, I the other thing too is like the way singe you know made it out he said I once had a daughter yeah um, so implying that she's gone Right. Yeah. Um. So this idea that like, it, and that's the thing is Ori is it, Oriana is still very present, mm-hmm. um, in the world. So, and I don't think Sinch would even like if if Oriana was his daughter. I don't think he would talk about her in the past tense because it just wouldn't be clear and concise. And we we had that conversation in the last episode.
0: Um. Yeah. He's not that like emotional to be like. Yeah, I once had a daughter, but she doesn't speak to me anymore. You know what I mean? Well, and
1: he's not not subtle either. No, he's not. Right? Like, he's Uh, just, he's always like, oh, yeah. He he would be like, oh, yeah. My daughter turned into a robot. Yeah. You know, like, (laughs) I I personally think,
0: let me me just tell you what I think right here, because mm -hmm. we saw that obviously it panned out a little bit more. We saw him look up at uh, what looks like a a hairy arm, right? Um, Yeah. Something with claws um, hanging from something up above. Uh, I want to say. I definitely think that this is, we know this is basically Warwick right here, right? Yeah. We know that this yeah. is the incoming Warwick, which is fucking exciting as shit, by the way. We will talk more about that on um, the next episode that we do. But I also want to say, and this is total speculation, but it's going to be my long shot call here. I think the reason why he looked at, you know, that uh, that, that trinket, with looks like, his what would be his daughter and then looked up at warwick is because i think that this is kicking off the whole piecing you know experimenting on people to try to bring people alive kind of thing yeah i think that the mutation his, must survive kind of thing. i think that yeah. he's basically going to be working on bringing his daughter back to life um and that's kind of why he went from her to look up to him yeah so that is Total long shot here, but I'm I'm going with it.
1: Yeah, you start to see the the motivation. Yeah, because he hasn't um, he hasn't really
0: experimented uh, like hardcore like what we know he does later on on humans yet, and I think they yeah. just tip the hand on why he starts really doing that. So yeah,
1: yeah. Well, then from there, um, we see uh, Mama Modarda, right, mm-hmm. and she's in the same. Uh, area where Mel was doing her mural of the Immortal Bastion, mm-hmm. and you see uh, gold paint just flung all over the mural, yep. right? Um, and so it's clear that Mel is... Forsaking um, completely, her past, basically. Yeah. Severing the ties. Severing it, yep, yep. Um, so, yeah, and then uh, we start to see the super mega death rocket um, go across the, the blood moon. Um, and uh, Caitlin realizes what's happening, right? And she knows that her mother is is up there. Yeah. Um, and of course, right as that happens, it cuts to Miss um, Kierman right? Mm-hmm. Caitlin's mom, and she's the last one to to vote in favor of of the peace deal, mm-hmm. right? Um, and right as that happens, you see Super Mega Death Rocket really um, start to turn online, go into
0: its final form. Yeah,
1: final form. And we cut to Mel, um, and it shows, like, all those, that gold. Well, this, um, hold on. Let me just point this out oh, real quick. Mm-hmm.
0: So it, it cuts to Jace, who then looks at Mel, and yeah. then she smiles, and then you see her notice something. Like, you see her her facial expression like a spidey change. Sense kind yeah. of thing. yeah and then we get the i i don't remember if it flashes back to the rocket again at that point or not but yeah it flashes okay, back to yeah. the rocket then it flashes back yeah because yeah. then it, it, you can describe the the next part from there but yeah i just want to notice that she noticed it right there and then it went back to the yeah. rocket
1: yeah so so she has like a spidey sense type mm-hmm. of tingle yeah. and she turns and you see the the gold plates that are all on her body and you actually don't even see um, the the like you see under her clothes. Right. Like it's just right. The gold plates on her skin that you see and they light up really bright. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it zooms out and it shows the super mega death rocket um, shattering the glass and, and about to explode the council. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, I don't want to touch on that speculation right now. I think we should, I know people are going to hate us for it, but we should wait until the next episode to really go into that. Cause we are going to get into more theories on where the story is going. Yeah. I think, um, I think that's so fair. I, I want yeah. to, yeah. And I kind of want to segment that that way in case people don't want to be potentially spoiled, they don't have to listen to the next episode. I agree. Right? I agree. Um, and then, yeah, once the, the, the rocket, shatter shatters the glass it um cuts to black right yeah
0: i i will say i do love the the fracturing of the of the mirror there. or i'm sorry not of the mirror of the glass there and then reflecting the face yeah Yeah. i I really liked that um
1: a little little reminiscent of the helicopter scene in in the matrix yeah a little bit actually yeah uh, yeah (laughs) um but yeah it's iconic so yeah (laughs)
0: very cool uh and that that ends this iconic (sighs) I can literally say that iconic um, first season of Arcane.
1: Epic. Yeah. Epic story. It yeah. is amazing.
0: So, so, you know, we will, we, we mentioned this, you know, a couple times now, but I think our next episode is going to be a big, you know, what are they going to do next? Speculation episode. Yeah. Which will be a Where lot of Where do they go fun. from here? Theory crafting has always been like the, the coolest, most fun thing to do in League of Legends. So um, yeah, we've been oh, dude. We've not to mention like this literally like we used to theorize about characters because they used to do little character teases all the time with previous characters. Yep. read the lore and like mm-hmm. who the fuck's this person? And uh, yeah, like uh, it, it's just so much fun. There's there's lots of cool stuff to do here. So. I can't wait to really dive into that part, but Sean's right. It's definitely its own episode, you know, worthy. So we just need to kind of go through and just make a list before the next episode of like everything that we want to really dive into, you know, that, that can have more context behind it. And, um, also, yeah, where we think it's going to go next. So next episode is going to be really fun guys. If you, if you want to listen to it for sure, do it. Um, I'm not sure exactly, you know, it's a, not like a rigid schedule that we have for the show because we have lots of time.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Thanksgiving is coming up. I'm I'm sure we'll probably record after Thanksgiving. So yeah. you know, maybe maybe a week um before we come out with that next episode. Yeah. So, depending
0: on how long we can hold our tongue, honestly, I I think we're yeah. gonna start doing it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fairly this quick. Weekend, Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> um but anyways Yeah, so that's it for this episode, guys. Make sure once again that you like and subscribe, and go to Apple Podcasts, give us those five stars. You know, leave the review if you want us to read off a voice. You know, in the next episode, especially because there's not really a a time limit. Um, uh, Yeah, definitely do it, and we'll try to you know read it off in a voice of your choosing, character that you like or don't like, whatever. And um, trying to think. Oh yeah, C O R at C O R underscore pod. Uh, follow us on Twitter over there. That's also super helpful. Um, you
1: can also just put in Chronicles of Rentera and it'll it'll pull up. Or type up in Chronicles of Rentera. Right? Yeah, we exist yeah. on the <laughs> internet
0: so. so you can find us. So. <laughs> um, I think that's pretty much it, man. This feels weird to be done reviewing. I know. Reviewing it's been it. a wild, wild
1: ride, man. Yeah. Uh, roller coaster of the emotions. I have no um, like
0: set reason. I have no I, I excuse to keep rewatching it now, but I, I'm just gonna keep doing it anyways, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm
1: already on my my full binge rewatch right now, so yep. I want to start from beginning and watch it till the end. This will be the first time I watch it from beginning to end. Same. So. I'm
0: actually planning on doing yeah. that tomorrow. Watch it from <laughs> one all the way to end. So this should be <laughs> nice, pretty cool. Nice, nice. Um, but anyways, yeah, thank you guys so much. We really, really appreciate it. Um, please show the podcast to any of your friends that have any interest in the show. Um, if they don't like it, no worries. We understand it's not for everyone. It's definitely a deep, deep dive. But, uh, yeah, yeah, some people, you know, I think would really enjoy it, especially those people. It seems like from the feedback we've gotten so far, people that don't know much about League of Legends but love the show really seem to dig it because of, like, the extra lore tidbits that they get. So Yeah, um,
1: and that's what we're going to be going into in the future. So we really want to flesh out this world for everyone. So that way when it starts to show up on screen, you get excited and hyped and you can kind of, uh, you know, watch it with us. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. And looking forward to it.
0: Also I want to go ahead and mention here too in case people don't come back for the next one. We are also going to be working on this is super cool by the way, so definitely come for this. I can't even believe I haven't mentioned it for the past couple episodes. But um, yeah. I actually might go back and try to see if I can add that on somehow. <laughs> but um we are going to be having Adventures of Rune Terra. We are really good at naming things. We have one name no, scheme and we stick to it.
1: Let's stick to stick with but, uh, it. We are going to be
0: making Adventures of Runtero, which is going to be our Dungeons & Dragons real play podcast where we actually play in Piltover and Zaun. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, we have one of the best dungeon masters that any of us have ever played under, right? Um, yep. uh-huh. We aren't like, how should I say... We're definitely, I'm sorry if, if you're one of those people that are looking for super serious D&D podcasts, we're just not that. We like to ride the line between serious and having a lot of fun. Usually there's a lot of laughs in there. So um, people that like comedic podcasts definitely love us um, from the past D&D pods that we've, we've kind of messed around with. So um, give that a look if if you want um we'll put more information on it on especially on the twitter so yeah just keep up with us everywhere sorry we're like like loading this ending up with so much stuff of <laughs> ours but it's just like the last time that some of you might hear from us for a while so yeah sorry yeah. <laughs> but um anyways thank you all so much uh do you have anything you want to say no i no, i think i've said no, everything three times over I, for
1: I, you we're going to be active on twitter so yeah. um if you know if if it's basically a, an arcane um, uh, stream of content on Twitter. So if if you have any questions, feel free to DM us. DMs are open, mm-hmm. um, and we're more than happy to, to entertain your theories and, and your thoughts on on, on Runeterra. Yeah,
0: and so. don't worry. Also, if you want to subscribe to that, we'll, we will definitely be tweeting out any fucking news that has to deal with any oh, cinematic yeah, yeah, yeah. universe so just of legal. Of subscribe Legends stuff. to
1: notifications from us if you want that Absolutely. that news firsthand. So. <laughs>
0: All right, guys. Well, that is it for now. Hopefully, we see you in the next episode. If not, we'll see you on the next show, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Peace.